Hello and welcome to the podcast. Uh, big shout out if you're a regular. Don't forget to subscribe, like and share these podcasts. Basically we talk about world news. Um, I do it live on YouTube every Friday night right about 8pm uh, GMT. And at the moment, um, well, it's going quite well. Uh, my world um, views, or no, my, my world listens are going uh, up. Uh, subscribers not going up. Um, I mean, I'm no, um, I'm no Alex Jones, but uh, I do have an opinion, and it's right. It, you know, if you disagree with my opinion, that's fine. I mean, you're wrong, but it's fine. Anyway, uh, let's do the real stream now, uh, live on YouTube. In three, two, one. Bam! Guess what? We're live. It's Friday. It's the 16th of December, 2022. It's minus a bazillion degrees outside. And it's time for what a week that was. Um, try and be light-hearted about the news. Certainly have an alternative view on things. Um, this week, everything from uh, JFK assassination, um, tragedy in Solihull, uh, tragedy in... Um, Jersey um, the weather which has been horrible um, and strikes as well obviously as world uh, world uh, news look at uh, American news Ugh. Uh, and I'm going to break my teeth in for the dog although I don't have a dog so I'll break the teeth in for the cat instead because I'm sure she'll enjoy it So, let's get going. Hi, Daniel. Hope you're good. Um, first story this week is um, the sad loss of uh, an 80s icon. Um, so what I really should have done, rather than going, hey, Ben, guess what? I really should have gone, hi de hi. Um, Ruth Maddock, who was the, well, she was a character. She was like the chief red coat, obviously they were yellow coats. Um, your, your man flu was gone. Yeah, it's pretty much gone now. A uh, bit, bit of a, a gravel in my throat every now and then, but other than that, I am fine. I have been ill though this week, I must admit. Iller than I've been for a while. So, yeah. Anyway, Ruth Maddock, she was a sex symbol uh, of the 1980s. And rightly so as well. Uh, she was in a TV show called uh, Heidi High. And she played one of the main yellow coats, and she had the bing bong bing, Heidi High campers, and uh, the the campers have to shout holy ho when she goes Heidi High, uh, and it was all innocent stuff. I mean, I personally hated it. I never liked uh, Heidi High. I always thought it was a bit overrated. There, there you go, holy ho. Thank you, Dan. Um, I never got it. Uh, but obviously I was in the minority because, well, I was only a kid though, to be fair. And it was probably not aimed at kids because it was based in a, like a 1950s um, early butlins type uh, scenario. So basically the chalets were, you know, like an old, um, from World War Two camp that they kind of converted badly. Uh, and it was just all, I think that was the, that was the, the main humour of it. Anyway. Uh, one of the main characters from it, like I say, uh, Ruth Maddock, um, who played uh, 
Was it Gladys Emanuel? No, no, that wasn't Gladys Emanuel. That was her out of the other one. Um, she played, like I said, this main character who was besotted with the uh, the manager. Uh, but she's passed away this week at the age of 79. And the irony was, she wasn't ill. Um, she was actually about to start a, I mean, 79. She's about to start work uh, on a pantomime. Um, and she'd had a fall, taken to hospital, and uh, somehow, sadly, she passed away. Oh, was that telling me I'm online? Because I do, I do need to know when I'm online. Let's have a look. Just check that I'm online. And the answer is, yes, what a week that was. is live, online. Who knew? Apart from everyone watching, which is one person at the moment. Um, so, yeah, thanks for that, Dino, Deno. Um, and then, it all kind of went downhill from there, the news. I mean, obviously, someone dying is downhill, but you, you could remember the happy times and the... So she did, and she did all the stuff as well, which I watched. And, you know, she was quite an amusing lady. Like I said, I just didn't get Heidi High. Um, in Jersey, oh, hi, Halex. There was a massive explosion uh, at a block of flats. They call them block of flats, more of apartments, uh, three stories high. And at 4 a.m., uh, they were completely leveled. Um, I mean, not just, you know windows blown out or anything like that i mean completely gone no longer exist um there's a lot of questions being asked about what went on there now apparently there was no gas in the buildings the gas had been taken away or disconnected but the residents there had complained earlier on that evening uh, to the fire brigade that there was a problem and they could smell gas the fire brigade had turned up um they'd basically not done anything um but they got the gas board involved, which is the Jersey Gas Board, or Island Gas, whatever it's called. And they went up, and they give it all clear as well. So the residents went to bed that night, and sadly, at least nine of them didn't wake up. Um, doesn't bear thinking about. Uh, you know, you, you report something like that, you, you, you think you're doing the right thing. Um, and then, to get the all clear, and then something as awful as that happening... Um, was just shocking and then things got worse a lake in Solihull had frozen over and some young boys decided it'd be fun to play on the lake um, and I say young yeah this is just beyond awful the ice broke uh, one fell through the uh, two of the others come to help um, and then they fell through so the fourth one came to help, fell through. Um, all of them pretty much instantly got cardiac arrest, i.e. the shock of the water on their little tiny bodies. Um, it was just horrendous. Um, someone called the, the emergency services. The ambulance was there within seven minutes, but they had no equipment to go into the water. But the ambulance people went straight into the water to try and rescue the boys. The police turned up, they did the same thing as well. You cannot fault the emergency services on what is, well, yeah, it isn't cold, it's freezing. Uh, what is going on um, at this point? Uh, they are, I mean, you know, they'll they, they have kids, they'll have grandkids, they'll have nieces and nephews. 
I mean, these children were tiny. The oldest one of the four was 11, and the youngest was six. It, it's, their lives hadn't even begun to start, never mind started. Um, they all got pulled out of the water, um, and they were all taken to hospital uh, in what was described as critical condition, um, which you would expect under the circumstances. But hopefully, because they'd been... Um, got out of the water we hoped that they'd have a chance um, sadly they did not uh, 11 o'clock the following morning it was announced that three of the boys had died the eldest who was 10 uh, 11 sorry and then the 10 year old and the 8 year old um, and the newsreader got emotional about it I've actually seen the clip and yeah, it's it's emotional, um, and obviously, you know, she's a, a mother, or she'll have youngsters in the family, or she'll have had youngsters in the family who've grown up, and it hits everyone when it's such young young children that have died for no reason. Um, it 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 just didn't bear thinking about. Um, the only bit of good news that you could possibly get from this was the six-year-old was still fighting for the life and um, was doing so for a few days before sadly he too also passed away and uh, there we have them I mean look at them they are literally babies uh, I've got a five-year-old uh, grandson and a three-year-old granddaughter and obviously I've had children who are who've grown up but were that age at one point and you know I know families and friends who've got kids and, and everything and you just you couldn't imagine it um, the two lads in the middle the youngest two were brothers uh, and they were six and eight and the one on the right he it was 11 and he was their cousin and then the 10 year old on the left, um, he was just a really good family friend. But yeah, I mean, the thoughts with the families and the friends as well of these kids, uh, you just can't imagine that four lives are snuffed out. Um, like I say, for no reason. Um, I mean, they should be snuffed out anyway, but a frozen lake. I mean, they are babies, uh, and maybe we need to incorporate with schools and things like that. That you know, they always go on about don't jump into canals, don't jump into locks, don't jump into quarries that are filled with water, don't jump into lakes or rivers when it's summertime or reservoirs because the water is colder than it looks. Well, I think there should be statutory education now for all children to remember these four and say look water no matter what the temperature is whether it's frozen whether it's a, the hottest day of the year is not somewhere to go and somewhere to avoid because you don't want to end up like these four and and then you hear stories of adults grown-ups who were even today on frozen ice on a lake in Liverpool 
giving abuse to people who are asking them to get off the lake because of these four lads who've died. And obviously it's dangerous and adults are heavier than children. And they're giving abuse to people. And you're like, really? Really? Are you really that stupid? Are you? Do you really think that your body can cope with dropping through into a frozen lake under the ice and not only would you be able to be calm enough to swim back to where the hole was because you don't fall straight down when you fall through you fall at an angle because that's where the ice breaks so you end up underneath the ice rather than where the hole is um it beggars belief it really really does and you know it's tragedies come along and and we you know we use the word quite a lot these days i'm going to use it again later on and it's it's one of them things where we've we've got to give them freedom to enjoy themselves and play and do stuff like that but we've got to be told they've got to be told that no matter what the weather is unless you're in a, a swimming pool in a leisure center or a lido or the sea with your parents you don't go in the water and particularly if there's no adults there not that that would have made a difference to this because if the lads fell through then an adult would have no chance of getting near them and police officers were smashing the the ice with the fists because again that you know they weren't prepared to go into a frozen lake whilst in their normal uniform to try and save these boys and like i said they got them all out and they got them all to hospital but sadly all four of them passed away and i just hope as a society we learn from this although how many tragedies do we need that's the that's the big question um and then we had a reminder of what happened 34 years ago now obviously if you're under the age of 45 you won't remember what happened 34 years ago but it was when the pan am uh, jumbo jet was blown up over scotland and nearly 300 people in the plane and on the land because it landed in lockerbie uh, were killed and there was a lot of uh, pointing at Libya for being the protagonist of this um, and that may be why later on uh, Bush and Blair decided to you know go to Libya uh, when they were doing their fake war but another tragedy that happened and no one ever got really uh, made accountable no one ever paid for it but then the Americans from nowhere uh, pile in and say we've got custody of the person suspected of making the bomb not naming them because they don't need the publicity um, but if it is that person then they need to get the full justice of the law because they've lived a, a life regardless of how it's been for 34 years that those near 300 people have not been able to live because of their actions and yeah it's just it's just awful really really is and why people would think blowing up a, a, a jumbo jet is such a good idea and the only reason it landed on libya uh, on libya on lockerbie was because it was delayed at heathrow um and when it took off it was not a huge delay but long enough for it still to be over land when the bomb went off the plan was for the bomb to go off whilst it was over the atlantic 
um, flying over towards Greenland because for some reason they, they kind of drive, they fly like that when they go into America rather than what you would think, which is that. So to do the curvature of the Earth and everything. Um, but that's why it landed um, the wreckage and the carnage and the devastation landed in Lockerbie uh, because that was the flight path, but it should have been over the the sea when the bomb actually went off. Um, but that gave you know the evidence that people needed to say, well, it was a bomb and everything, because could have got away with it, and people could have just thought the plane malfunctioned and whatever, because in the 1980s, we didn't have the technology to find planes that we do now. Maybe apart from that MTA one, that, uh, M that one in uh, Indonesia that disappeared a few years ago. But either way, it, it hopefully justice is coming, uh, albeit you know, 34 years too late. Public safety videos, again, were suggested on YouTube and they needed you. Yeah, like the um, the one in the 70s with the uh, with death, uh, speaking in a, in a in a scary voice, coming, I'm coming to get you, you're coming in the water, and, or whatever, something like that. It'd have to be a bit more catchy nowadays for the kids to get it, but yeah. Um, hi, uh, uh, Rachel and JT. Sorry, in something pretty deep then, so I couldn't break off. I did see you come on, though. Now, strikes. Now, people stood on the step and clapped the NHS workers for um, what they did during COVID. <clears throat> and... You know, what they did through COVID and what they had to put up with was unbelievable. But it was also their job. Uh, nurses are paid to do a job uh, and they do it. And like a bus driver is paid to be a bus driver. We don't uh, necessarily applaud when they get to the bus station. Um, but, like I say, it was exceptional circumstances. Anyway, the nurses now decide that they want um, a pay increase that's 5% over inflation for the NHS, which we haven't got any money for at the moment anyway. And we've got loads of vacancies that we need to fill. And we're like, where's that money? Where's that crazy um, demand come from? And, well, oddly, it was from... Yet another, uh, oh I thought I had a picture of her, I seem to have deleted it, probably deliberately, I don't know. Uh, another union leader, uh, this time a woman who basically doesn't understand basic uh, economics. Yes, everyone deserves a pay rise, yes, everything's going up in price, but as I've said before, these demands that people are asking for, they're just going to keep inflation going higher. This happened in the 70s. This happened in the 80s. This is one reason why the company, uh, the country was near enough bankrupt because of high wage demands and people uh, bending for them. Good for them, I stand for them. Yeah, I'm not saying I don't disagree that they need a pay rise. All I'm saying is be realistic. Now, to be fair, the government, well, the government have been the government, aren't they? Um, oh, there she is. There she is. Um, I mean, she looks like someone who you could have a decent conversation with, don't you? But no, I'm joking. Um, she was on, 
question time uh, yesterday and she wasn't winning the audience over. Everyone agreed that, you know, the nurses need more money and we need they need better paying conditions and they need this and they need that and they need the other. Yeah, we all agree that, but we are in... The world is in an economic crisis at the minute. It's not just the nurses who are suffering. And I think nurses who live and work in the south of England should get more money than the nurses who work in the north of England um, because their cost of living is just stupidly more expensive. I kind of get the arguments. But for her to say... The demands are not affordable, but if they can send me emails saying they are not getting paid while on strike, then they can survive. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. And this is the argument I've said many times before. And there'll be another, uh, not an argument, but a statement I've said many times before. There's another one later on, um, which has tragically come true. Nothing to do with the nurses. The, the fact of the matter is, the, the unions have got to be realistic about what they can achieve rather than holding the country to ransom and she was all like uh, you know well our nurses you know how do you expect a nurse who lives in London to uh, to pay a rent to pay a, a food uh, send her kids to school childminding and all that kind of stuff and I'm like yeah but you don't mention any of the nurses around the country plus not all the nurses voted for it if there'd been one national vote for it, uh, for strike action or not strike action, there probably would not have been strike action. But what they did was they did it as individual NHS trusts. So some have voted for action and others have not voted for action. So the ones who are out on strike are the ones who voted, obviously, to go on strike. And some of the ones who were not on strike did vote to go on strike, but have, have been told not to go on strike yet. We'll save you for later. And then other ones have just said, we don't want to go on strike. Um, we want to look after our patients and, you know, we want a better deal, but we're not going to go on strike for it. I think the affordability is mostly just London. Here in Wigan, it's so cheap to live. They should just move away from London. Yeah, but then you, you, you're moving things away. There's a lot of, there's a lot of um, jobs where you do get more money uh, if you live in the capital uh, than you do if you live, you know, like, in Lancaster or in Birmingham or you know Sheffield or, or Leeds or whatever there's, there's lots of jobs where you get paid more money because the cost of living is so much more and you know people down there need the same services we get and the only way of possibly doing this is to have a, a two-tier thing because until the cost of living comes down in London people won't be able to afford to live on what people can live on up here uh, and then she goes on about, you know, all the nurses going to food banks and all that kind of thing. And I'm like, yeah, OK, um, there are food banks that nurses do go to. And I'm not saying that all people who go to food banks uh, don't deserve to go there. A lot of people do need to go to food banks. But I think there are a lot of people who generally go to food banks who possibly wouldn't have to. Um, if they didn't have Sky Plus or Disney Plus or other things that are not essential for life. And I think people have now got the priorities wrong. And people think that in order to be living well, you've got to have all these luxuries 
that I still consider luxuries. I mean, the only one I have is Amazon Prime. And the only reason I have that is I don't even watch the TV programmes apart from uh, Clarkson's Farm and uh, Grand Tour. I don't really watch anything else on it. Um, but I get it because it saves me a lot of money on deliveries uh, when I've got the shop open and, and things like that. So that's the only reason I have it. Food banks are abused and yet I have an iPhone and two cars but I need food. Uh, is that what you're saying? Is that what you're, you're thinking that the people are saying who, yeah. That's the thing, you know, people, people's expectations now are, are so high that, you know, they think that, you know, they can't afford to have, you know, Netflix and all the other ones. I was being sarcastic. Okay, brilliant. I thought you were, but I wasn't sure then. Well, where are we going with this one? Uh, but yeah, it's, it's one of them things, isn't it? That the, these people are asking for a 10% pay rise. They've been offered... I think four or something like that um, and then they want five percent on top of that because their wages over the over the years have gone down and I, I get where they're coming from hey where they're coming from but do they not look at what's going on around the world um, we will discuss world stuff again um, but yeah it's the, it, it, if they get they're not going to get it but if they got their 15 percent pay rise it would completely knacker up everything for everyone else because everyone will want 15% and there's small businesses like mine where if you are suddenly have to give you your staff a 15% wage rise you're going to end up losing staff or closing your business down because you can't afford to pay the wages when you're not necessarily earning 15% more than what you were and the government isn't earning 15% more than what it was before the pandemic and we've still got all the stuff to pay off because of the pandemic um, and we've still got all the stuff going on in uh, in Ukraine and all that kind of thing. So for these unions leaders, I mean, I don't know if she's married to uh, Mick Lynch of the RMT, uh, but they do seem like they're cut from the same cloth. And that is not a good thing because, like I said, I've lived through it before and it was a keen nightmare. Um, and hopefully things will sort themselves out or sort themselves out. I, I admit the government needs to get to round the table and have a chat with these people but I think they really 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 need to to meet lower middle rather than this 15% or nothing um, again they're on, they're on a, we want more nurses we want more nurses we want more nurses we want more doctors and everything but you give us 50% wage we might have to lose what we've got extra or or not be able to afford to take more people on because the wage demands is so high it's it's a vicious, there's no right answer to this there's no nothing going along that's going to say oh yeah well this will sort it out you know no magic pill we can take um it it's just i don't know i'll tell you something someone who should possibly be losing their job although we don't know the full facts yet so i'm being a bit presumptuous and we're going back to jersey uh this is the uh commander of the jersey fire brigade who I don't know, he's just coming across as being a bit arrogant, rather than admitting that maybe his chaps and lasses who turned up at the flat before the explosion weren't exactly, didn't handle it correctly or were a bit too good hole with it or whatever. I don't know, but there's going to be an inquiry and I think heads will roll and I think heads need to roll as well. And it always starts at the top. Meanwhile, talking to Mick Lynch and the RMT, Strikes. Hooray. 
Um, this is the haul of the rest of this month and the first two weeks of January next year. And the reds are when the strikes are on, the full-blown proper strikes. Um, the blue ones are when the services will start late and end early. And the yellow ones are reduced train numbers in total, even though there's no action going on, but there's reduced trains, which means the trains will be fuller. So basically, obviously there's no trains running on the 25th or the 26th, Christmas Day and New Year's, um, Christmas Day and, uh, and Boxing Day, because there never is on those days. Um, but basically, there's no normal service on the UK trains until at the earliest, the 9th of January. And these people think that the, the public, the British public, are 100% behind them. I don't think so. I mean, I don't even use trains, and it's annoying me. I can't remember the last time I went on a train. If it, I think if it was anything, it was going from uh, Wigan to uh, Preston to pick up my car, which had broken down in Preston and was at a garage. So I went on a train to pick it up, and that was, God, five, six, seven years ago. And uh, the train was crowded. Um, it was expensive. Um, and I'm, I'm like, why, you know, why didn't I get a bus? It took longer, but, well, probably been about eight changes, get to Chorley and then change again and all that kind of goodies. But it probably would have been better in the long run. So the, the train drivers, uh, well, the train union are saying that not only do they want the pay rise, but they want no compulsory redundancies. And the, the people who run the trains, and the unions agree to this to a degree, that there are less people on the trains now than what there was before the pandemic. Uh, but costs have gone up, so the cost for the electricity, the cost for the diesel, the cost for the wages already have gone up, the cost of the um, the food, the catering, the the cleaners to clean the, the platforms, the electricity in the platforms, um, all that has all gone up exponentially, but the, the numbers have gone down, um, and they need to reform the trains. And he's like, you can't, no, we can't reform the trains. Um, I think I said this last week, or if I didn't, I should have done if it was up to these guys, the union guys, we'd still be on steam trains with three people on the uh, on the footplate and a gazillion people in each carriage working for the company and about 20 people on each platform. But we've moved on. Technology moves on. If you'd gone into a supermarket um, 20 years ago, you would not even know what a self-scanning till was. And the bitches wrote, you go to Asda, I worked at Asda at the time, you go to Asda and there's a there's a huge line of, uh, of of tills, basically from the main door, all the way to the end of the building, and then there was another set down near the um, the other entrance where George is. Um, they've all gone now, haven't they? They've all been replaced by self scanners. So you've got one or two people looking after the equivalent of 25, 30 tills, uh, and it's cost. Technology's got better. Not only do we scan the thing so it saves them money as well? But it weighs it all, and and it knows that you know you scan a can of beans, and then you put a, a, a you know like a half a leg of lamb in there. It's going to know that there's an unexpected item in the bagging area. Uh, you scan a can of beans, which is five hundred grams, and there's a five pound weight gone in there. Um, 
and, and they know what they're doing now. So they don't need all the tills. And they don't need people sat there bored to, to the back school. Because again, I worked on the tills. Um, you know, wait for people to come. And, and the queues are generally a little bit short as well. Because you're packing your bag as you go. And so you're in and out quicker. And you don't chat because there's a, there's a machine there. What I don't agree with is like stage bits where they just film you like that. Straight in your face. You look up and there's like your ugly mug there. Not your ugly mug, my ugly mug. But obviously if you were there, it'd be your mug, which wouldn't necessarily be ugly, I suppose. I don't know what upset you. That's where you're going wrong. I don't put the leg of lamb in the bagging area. <laughs> oh, hiya, Any. Um, shed a tea for your fairy bottle. Yeah, it's finally got into the uh, into the recycle bin today. It's very sad, very tragic. Um, but uh, I've moved on. I've got a new friend now. And uh, doing great. Full and uh, keep my hands nice and clean. Hi Angela, you're you're welcome. Whatever time you get here, it's not a problem. Anyway, so that's my opinion on strikes, and people can either agree or disagree. Because that's what it's all about, isn't it? Um, one thing I forgot to mention, which is quite important, um, when we were talking about the NHS and their fifteen percent pay rise that they want, um, is the fact that the Labour Party have said they couldn't afford 15% either. But they would talk to the um, the RCN about it. Um, but they couldn't afford to pay them 15%. So if the, if the opposition are saying the same as the actual government, that never happens, it's particularly on something like this then why the hell are they still demanding this? Surely they've got to think, well, hang on a minute. If, if Labour were in, we'd be having the same argument. We might not be necessarily on strike now, but I imagine they would be on strike in the new year. Um, so, yeah, we'll have to uh, to wait and see how it, um, how it, how it pans out. Oh, I missed one, but uh, in the meantime, Artemis has landed, which is the, uh, the thing that went around the moon couple of times and come back um, so the next time they send it off they're going to put people in it what could possibly go wrong talking of which Netflix Harry and Meghan show do 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 the second selection the final half of the TV show came out this week um, now the first week I, I did uh, a review of and I said it was, at best, a love story between Harry and Meghan and how they met and how they were going to get married and it, it ended just before the marriage. <coughs> the first one that they did of the, of the last three of these uh, was the wedding uh, and then all the royal engagements that they did and how she always dressed in white or, um, or black rather than the colours because she didn't want to outshine. Uh, anyone else and how she got on with the Queen when they went on a on a trip together and uh, even the papers were saying you know the Queen's laughing a lot and uh, it's good to see and she's a breath of fresh air Megan and all this kind of thing and then it, it just went horribly wrong after that and it all went a bit weird I mean up to this point it was quite tame and it was exactly what you expected you know you got to see things that we've never seen before, like the wedding, first dance, 
Uh, they even said what song it was. Um, they showed us various texts and things that we didn't need to see, but they showed us anyway. Uh, and it was all done in a in a much better way than the Opera Winfrey thing. And they actually mentioned the Opera Winfrey interview. And I don't think either of them were expecting it to come out the way it did. And I think it caught them out a little bit, and that's what made them panic. Uh, anyway, they ended up moving to Canada, and then just before COVID hit, they moved to this uh, rich American guy's house. Um, uh, and they were there for six weeks, and, um, you know, when they they first got there, or was it the next place they went to? I think it was the next place they went to. Um, they actually got their own place, and uh, sadly, uh, Megan discussed her miscarriage that she'd had. And um, she, that's where she came out with that line, you know, whilst I was um, holding my firstborn, I knew I was losing my second, which is a, a really powerful thing to say. And for women to talk about things like that, I think is, is a great thing. And I must admit, I've never been a Megan fan. I've said on here numerous times and in various places that she's like the Yoko Ono of the royal family. Um, but I don't think she is. I think she's... She completely misunderstood what was going on. I think Harry was really, really wanting um, to get out of that situation um, because it was just too much pressure. And he basically said, you know, he was always he was always second best. He was never he was never going to be the king. Uh, I mean, certainly now he wouldn't be. I mean, even if they keep the accession the way it is, he's still. Uh, one, two, three, four, fifth in line to the throne. So, yeah, it's it, it's a difficult place to be. The press, yeah, we know the press are horrible. We know the Daily Mail in particular is horrendous. So I kind of started to empathise a little bit with them. And then they made this big thing about this uh, argument that they had uh, in um, Sandringham. They had a, a family meeting to discuss how Harry and Meghan could leave. And uh, Harry said, you know, either we stay in, but we get the support of the the household of Buckingham Palace and the staff, and we get the backing that everyone else gets. Being a spare in, in his life isn't bad, but a reality. Yeah, it's a reality. And that's why his book's coming out next year is called The Spare, isn't it? Because that's what uh, he, he feels like he is. And uh, I suppose you get brought up like that. And, and maybe some people have said to him when he was a toddler or little, and oh, we don't care about you, you're the spare. You know, when they were kids. And that would stick in his head. And, you know, that that would affect him. Uh, and then over a period of time, all this develops. Obviously, William gets married to uh, Catherine. And then eventually, after a few relationships, Harry finds Meghan. And they get married. Um, but it's not the same. But if you look at the wedding itself, the people who turned up for the wedding, the excitement for the wedding was, you know, as big as what it was for any other royal wedding I can remember that wasn't like Prince Charles and Diana or Wills and Kate. It was certainly, you know, up there though with them um, and for support of the people. And it, it just seems sad that it all went horribly wrong. Anyway, they had this meeting. That's the Megan had to go on. This was after the death of uh, Prince Philip, uh, after the funeral, and Megan went home to look after Archie, and uh, there was Harry, there was William, there was Charles, and there was the Queen, 
uh, and they were having a meeting and Prince Harry says that he was terrified when William was shouting at him uh, and, and, and saying all this stuff and I'm like, well hang on a minute you know, you've, haven't you been in like two war scenarios haven't you been flying Apache helicopters haven't you been in a in Camp Bastion which has been bombed from outside and 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 have you, have, you've been in war zones surely I mean, with the greatest respect in the world I don't think Prince William could come across as threatening to anyone I think it, it would be a very bizarre thing to be terrified of your older brother when you know that I'm right that you could just knock him out in one punch and the brothers, that's what brothers do. Brothers do not get on all the time. Brothers do not see eye to eye. But it does feel like coming out with some of the stuff he come out with, which wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Everyone was like, oh, it's the end of the royal family. Oh, it's this, that and the other. No, it's definitely, we're at the stage now of Liam and Noel Gallagher. Um, it's very, very unlikely that these two are going to appear uh, together anywhere other than at a, a family event, or more than likely a tragic family event, if you get where I'm coming from. Um, that's the only reason why I think they would be together again now. I think all bridges have been burnt between both of them. Whether or not it gets better over a period of time, I don't know. I don't really care, I'll be honest. Um, it, it's still closed, family. Hearing it from those you hold close must feel different. Yeah, I think that's the problem. They're, they're very insular and sheltered. And maybe they don't think that they act like every other family on the planet. Um, it's just that we don't see it very often. But we don't expect them to be, you know, all, you know, the smileys and, and, and like that with everyone all the time, including themselves. You, you know, we're going to have good days, we're going to have bad days. Um, and this argument, you know, it's just after the funeral of the granddad. Uh, grandma, uh, the queen, was there, and apparently she was just taking it all in. Well, she just lost her husband, for God's sake. Um, so, yeah, she wasn't going to be joining in anything. And, and Charles was saying things which upset Harry. Well, when you have a family argument about something and someone wants to leave the fold and you think they're doing the wrong thing, you're going to say things that you might not mean or upset them because you want them to stay within your family group whether that's right or wrong that's what you want it's like when any child wants to leave the house and, and move out you generally if you don't think what they're doing is a good idea you'll tell them that you don't think that it's a good idea i i did that with my daughter um you know i said are you really sure that this is the person you want to spend the rest of your life with um and she went yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like, okay well it's your choice your life and everything we didn't have an argument about it, but we had a discussion. Because you've got to you've got to discuss these things. But I can imagine when someone's just died, who's like, you know, the main man of the family has, has passed away, then tempers are going to be frayed. So for Harry to come out with all this and say he was terrified, I don't get. And then you get a, a, a few other comments that are a little bit. Really, you know how old are you? You know you're what you're in your thirties now. You know, it's not like you're, you're four or five. Oh, he said this and I said that. And I don't know, the, the thing, I feel more for them now than I did. And I wish them well, uh, Harry and Meghan. And, you know, obviously, uh, Lilibet, the, ba the baby, came along as well. That She was included in the, uh, the programme. And 
I think it was it was kind of set about right. I think they did enough to make them feel better about what had happened, but I don't think they did enough to destroy the family because at the end of the day, it's still their family, isn't it? And like I said before, with the Gallagher's, you know, Liam and um, um, Noel, you know, they'll slag each other off publicly and uh, they might not speak to each other on the phone, but I'm pretty sure if there's a family event goes on, that they'll be there and they'll be civil to each other. Uh, and who knows, one day maybe they will reform Oasis, you know, like the 50th anniversary of Definitely Maybe or whatever, uh, and they'll come back on stage like the Rolling Stones. It may or may not happen. With the Royals, it doesn't really matter because, you know, they all live separate lives. And that's how it should be. You can't... I, I, can't, I can't see the point of holding Harry within the group of the family in Buckingham Palace and Kensington Palace if he doesn't want to be there. The, the other option he come up with was half in, half out, which was basically, you don't pay us anything, um, we don't take any tax uh, payers' money, but we will go and represent the Queen as and when needed. So if you want us to do a tour of you know Australia or Gambia or um, Scotland or whatever, we'll do that, but we'll pay for it ourselves, but we will represent the Queen. And apparently that wasn't acceptable either. And then the other thing was, right, we walk away uh, and we renounce um, the... the. Actually, that was what actually caused it, wasn't it? We announced our royal titles. Because before they flew over, um, Charles had said on the phone to Harry, um, we need all this in writing. So he'd emailed it directly to his father, obviously through his office, but still directly to his father. And then the Daily Mail, a few days later, published that the Sussexes were happy to lose all their titles and everything, but it had only been discussed by Harry and Charles and no one else, and it was only that one email that had that written in. And that's what caused the arguments about what's going on. And Meghan said, you know, I wasn't uh, thrown to the lines, I was fed to the lines. And I'm like, there's a bit of give and take in everything. There's two sides to every argument. And we'll never hear Will's and Kate's side of it, uh, because that's not what they do. But we had the the press office from the uh, Buckingham Palace giving a version of what's going on, which Harry and Meghan have said wasn't true. So you've got to take it all with a pinch of salt, but I do feel more for Meghan and Harry now than I did previously. And I must admit, I always preferred Harry. I always thought he was a, a bit of a lad. I mean, OK, he cocked up when he did the uh, dressing as a Nazi at that party in New York and everything, but, uh, you know, he apologised from that, he learned from that, like I said last week, he went on a fact-finding mission to teach himself about that, and, uh, well, he did. So, it's over now, that's it, until the book comes out, and no, I'm not reading the book, because I think it's going to be pretty much the same, um, only this will include the passing of the Queen. Megan was upset when she got a tiara and not a crown. We don't know that. We don't know that. She actually said that she uh, she didn't want to... Again, it, you're only in one side of the story, but she said that she didn't want to have uh, overshadow the other established royal family. Um, and, and she kind of hinted that you know she was better with the people than other members of the royal family. But to be fair, for a job, she's been doing that since you know she was knee-high. Uh, because she's always been in the public light in America. 
Um, so she's always been signing autographs and selfies and all that kind of thing. So she knows how to, you know, politely interact with people, uh, but not get too involved in what's going on. Uh, but talking about the press, which we kind of were, and the Daily Mail, and the Sun, um, you've got this weird thing that when it snows, I mean, to be fair, they've actually done it today, but when I wrote this, they haven't. When it snows, they don't give a damn the news, but when it snows down south, oh my God, it's like uh, BBC News at One. Do, 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 something horrible, something horrible, something horrible. Snow causes traffic traffic chaos in London or in Kent or, or like, learn how to drive in the snow. They show the clip of these two cars. The first, no, the middle white car was on the wrong side of the road with its wheels turning and drove into the black car and then the second white car did exactly the same thing. And you're like, do you not know how to drive in snow? I mean, I went up a hill covered in ice about a year ago or less than a year ago, whilst I was doing a live stream, and it was a country lane, it was very narrow, and there was a brick wall on either side and a ditch, and I lost control of the car, but only briefly, because I knew what to do, which was basically, don't put your foot on the brake, and steer it. So, uh, there you go. No, this, was, this actually happened about three days ago in London, or some southern county where it never snows. Uh, but to be fair, they have shown some snow today up in Scotland. So they must have known I was going to call them out. Now, who did I speak to? Who's leaking my stories? Vardy? Vardy, where are you? Um, an interesting story, because we've been going on about you know green energy and all this kind of stuff. Um, they've, in America, I mean, of all the people, Americans, mind you, it could have been worse, could be the Chinese, I suppose. Um, they've actually successfully completed, in the real world, uh, nuclear fusion. Now, basically, how nuclear fusion works is is quite complicated. Um, as in, it's not very straightforward, which is why they've not been able to do it before. Uh, basically, it's that. That's how it works. So, um, what you do is, you do that, and you get nuclear fusion. Yay! Um Basically, I was explained was they had two hydrogen atoms in a pellet. Now, God knows how you get two hydrogen atoms in a pellet, but just go with us. And then they fire exactly 132, or was it three? I don't know. Lasers at it. Right, okay. And this causes the two hydrogens to fuse together, which for a split second produces more power what the lasers are pumping into it so if it's, it's not this at all but i'm just using this for for easy numbers right so if the amount of energy that the lasers is using is seven then when the action reaction occurs it's 10 which means you've gained three energy numbers are made up uh, which means it's made energy so it's not only green but it's producing energy and they said the energy they produced would be able to boil uh, numerous kettles but only for a fraction of a second and then they'd have to do it again the only problem is at the moment the scale it's at every time they do it it takes some minutes if not hours to be able to do it again 
by which point your kettle will have gone cold again. So we're not quite at the stage yet where nuclear fusion is a thing, but it's getting there. So I hope I've explained that to you properly because I haven't got a clue. Uh, apparently it's 2.05 uh, and it converts it to 3.15 kilojoules. I wrote it down. <sighs> It'll make sense one day. Can't imagine I'll be around though when they do do nuclear fusion. Let's be honest, if they do it wrong, none of us will be around. People won't be worrying about strikes then, will they? No. Uh, meanwhile, this week, Rishi Sunak uh, said that he's going to stop the migrants coming over uh, via the channel. Um, and he's, he's going to make it easier to send them back to their place of origin. Uh, and the argument is, uh, if they're in France, France is not a dangerous country. So what are they fleeing? And they've probably been through... Germany or Belgium or some other countries to get there, none of which are dangerous. And come to think about it, Almeria. Almeria? Yeah, Almania. Ugh. That's not dangerous either. So the, the, they say they're fleeing and they're, they're migrants, but they're not fleeing danger. Whereas people in Ukraine, people in Yemen, people in um, Afghanistan, um, and other war zones are genuinely fleeing but they're not the ones who end up coming over on the boats at the moment it's these Algerians that seem to be coming over on the boats so he's, he's on about making it easier to send them back uh, it's going to take a little while but he's going to try and rush it through so that hopefully we can make it pointless for them to come in over on the boats and like I've said so many times um, how are we going to stop it and the, the only way we can stop it is by sending them back and yes it's harsh if they realise it's pointless coming over on a boat, then they're not going to come over on a boat. And we, but we need to set up in places like Algeria, uh, maybe in the capital or whatever, in our consulate that we've got there, somewhere for them to come and say, we wish to move to England. Uh, these are the reasons why. This is why we think we will benefit England. And blah, 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 blah. And most of them will be turned down, but one or two of them may get through and may be flown over safely. And we know they're coming. Preparations can be made, like we do for people from other countries. It just seems daft that we're letting people um, make borders borders. Yeah, well, borders are borders. I mean, the English Channel was always a border, a natural border anyway. And I was always a bit worried when they did the Channel Tunnel. Because I'm like, well, now we've now got land that's connecting England um, to the rest of Europe. And that is not a good thing. Um, because of disease, like rats, could bring rabies and stuff like that. Or has it happened? It's not happened. God knows how, but anyway, it's not happened, so happy days. Um, but they've stopped them coming through on the trains now and on the backs of lorries. You, it doesn't happen anywhere near as much because they've got better security now for it. So they're now coming via the boats. But there's also less people there from some of these countries. A lot of these people, like I say, are coming from Algeria or, is it Algeria? Albania. Albania, not Algeria, Albania. Um, anyway, we digress. We're coming back to that, though, again. Not in a good way, uh, fairly shortly. A while ago, when the uh, COVID was massive, and you had the... Um, where was it gone? 
Oh, it's gone. The COVID thing. Um, we had these two scientists, man and wife, and they said, this was only earlier on this year. It might have, it might have been a year ago, but it certainly it's not not long over a year ago. It was a year. Because I, I remember the interview, and they were saying, you know, what, we, what we're hoping is, because we found a different way of attacking a virus, which is basically to look at the mutations that the virus has got and get the body, rather than attack the entire virus, attack the mutations, which then kills the virus, we could possibly do that with cancer. I'm like, what? And what I didn't know was that cancer cells, um, I mean, I knew they were mutant cells, but I didn't know they were a bit like COVID in the fact that they are mutated, but they are mutated cells. So you've got the actual cell, but you've got these mutations on the cell, which causes it to be cancerous. And that attaches itself, and, and that's how it all spreads. So what they said was, if we can come up with a similar um, technology to actually attach to the the cell's um, mutant parts rather than the whole cell, we can attack and stop the, the cancer from spreading. And within a very short period of time, there's a young girl who is who basically was given a death sentence with leukaemia, but is now cancer-free with some treatment from this. And this, they're saying now that every cancer is slightly different, which is why it's been so difficult to treat cancer. But if you can take a cancer cell and work out the individual mutations for the cancer that the person's got, you can quite quickly, in time, not yet, but quite quickly, come up with a vaccine that is unique to that person. So then you put the vaccine in and it kills the mutants within the cells. And it's like, it's like a miracle. Um, it's like one of the most amazing things that I've ever heard. And I'm like, yeah, this is great. And But again, it takes me back to the thing that we, we need to look at many other things as well as curing everyone from these horrendous, horrible, nasty diseases. We need to figure out a way that if we're going to keep people alive for longer, which we need to do, we need to be able to feed them and, and keep them shelter. And if more people are being born at the same time, the population of the world is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. So we need to really start looking now at food production and better ways of doing food production. Um, and I don't think necessarily being vegan is any good because the amount of energy it takes to, for, to change a pea into a burger is ridiculous. And I don't think it actually um, solves any uh, issues whatsoever. Uh, with the greenhouse gases and all that kind of gubbins. So, yeah, I fought more when I've had a veggie burger than I do when I've had a beef burger. So I know the cow fought it more, but how many burgers did you get out of that cow? Ah, ah. Um, so, yeah, there was that going on. But then we had... Oh, there, uh, mRNA. There you go. That's the technology that they're on about. Back to the channel. And shocking video filmed by some uh, guys on a fishing boat who literally came across uh, a migrant dinghy that was sinking with over 40 people on it. Um, sadly, many have lost their lives. They don't know how exactly how many because I think, uh, well, obviously they were trying to rescue the ones who were still alive. But that boat there is actually folded up around the people in the boat 
and when you watch the footage the boat is full of water it's December it's freezing this is salt water so it, it's very unusual for a sea to, to freeze but these people are risking their lives in a plastic raft in the middle of December to get to Britain thinking that you know we're going to save them it's going to be great we, we need to stop them risking their lives like this that's what I said before we need to have a way of getting people to Britain safely who are allowed to be here uh, vegan foods look like meat and white exactly I've had that conversation many times many many times so yeah we need to we need to sort out the uh, the channel and we need to sort out the French as well because um, I don't think they're really helping mind you the EU's got its own problem now hasn't it corruption who knew who knew that uh, people in power are corrupt oh yeah everyone uh, it turns out that this young lady here um, is a Greek uh, MEP uh, member of European Parliament um, and her father was caught leaving a hotel with a considerable amount of euros in a, in a bag uh, and it turns out that this stuff is from Qatar this money and she last week or the week before was praising Qatar monumentally praising Qatar for everything that they do and the human rights and all that she's up there in the house of uh, the European House of Parliament giving it all this uh, and it turns out they bunged her all this money and it's tens of thousands of euros if not hundreds of thousands of euros then it turns out they've been doing it for ages and there's lots and lots of uh, MEPs and officials and whatnot who are currently being looked into many have been arrested uh, and the police are uh, are making hay and you're like yeah I wish we stayed in Europe now no we did the right thing when we left we'll see how that one pans out but you need to stay to get your justice don't you unless of course you're Chinese because the uh, Chinese embassy in Manchester, or the consulate in Manchester, um, had a, a kerfuffle going on outside, I think I mentioned it in October, um, where allegedly they dragged a protester into their grounds and then beat them up with the main chancellor, consulate guy watching. You can see him there actually in the corner of the picture uh, with the face mask on. You can just see he's got a little berry on. Uh, but sorry, don't worry, that's not a good enough picture for you. Um, got a better one. Because, um, you know, we want to make sure that you know who he is. Uh, so there he is. And it was because they were protesting outside about the Chinese authoritarianism government, easy for me to say, and what was going on um, in China and Hong Kong and all this kind of stuff. So they come out, they rip down the things, drag this guy in, kicked seven bells of... Uh, of uh, feces out of him uh, and then the police actually had to go into the consulate which they're not allowed to do because technically they got into China to grab this 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 person who's been beaten to a pulp and drag him back through the gate again uh, lots of shouting and swearing and, and all that kind of stuff the guy's hospitalized for a couple of days um, so the police have been looking into this and the government have said we would like it if you would waive diplomatic immunity on six of the people who were at that uh, at that um, disturbance, um, so that we can question them, 
So what have China done, including him, sent them back to China. Um, so basically, China get away with it again. How long are we going to let China just walk all over us? Uh, and there's nothing we can do because these people are now in China. And let's be honest, China's quite big and we haven't got any jurisdiction in China. So, insane. It really is. Meanwhile, the uh, nurses actually went out on strike uh, yesterday for the first time uh, in their history. Like I said before, it wasn't all of them. It was uh, groups. Um, near enough, everyone in London, I think, went out on strike. Um, but again, you can understand that because of the cost of living down there. And um, she was all holier than thou about how great... Uh, nurses are now they deserve everything if they don't get it they're going to go on strike again and I'm like you're really not getting the public on your side are you Bank of England well they're not getting anyone on the side because they've now put the interest rate up to 3.5% and that's a less increase than what people were expecting but it still means that mortgage rates uh, in the last 12 months have gone from uh, 0 0.25 to 3.5% which, if you've got a small mortgage, is annoying. But if you've got a mortgage of £200,000, you're now paying a considerable amount more for your mortgage. I mean, not just in a little bit. We're talking thousands of pounds um, a month more on your mortgage. Uh, and this is all to stop inflation. Yet the figures come out today for retail and say that retail sales fell in November, even despite Black Friday. Talking of deportations, which we kind of were, Boris Becker, everyone's favourite tax-dodging tennis player, um, he got sentenced to uh, going into, um, for declaring bankruptcy when he wasn't bankrupt. So he got sentenced to two and a half years in prison. He's done eight months and he's been let out uh, on uh, licence and because he's not a British citizen, will be deported from Britain uh, in the very near future. So uh, it won't be working for the BBC anymore. Meanwhile, today, uh, after a successful uh, defence of the Ukraine airspace from drone strikes uh, a couple of days ago, today, uh, Putin's drones from Iran uh, have been targeting civilian um, infrastructure, i.e. power stations, water treatment plants, uh, gas storage depots, petrol storage depots and apartment blocks. Uh, because Putin can do what he wants, and he knows he can, because no one's standing up to him, apart from the Ukrainians. Um, I mean, you know, we when one now called it his ear. Oh, it was minus six last night. Oh, it was minus seven. What is it now? Let's have a look. It is... Uh, dum -de -dum -de -dum. Minus two. Oh, that's practical, practical shorts weather, isn't it? Um, in Ukraine, minus 15, minus 10. They're the norms. So we really need to think about why we're allowing Putin to do this without getting more involved. I think Putin hasn't got long left anyway. But uh, yeah, hopefully there'll be some way of, of sorting him out. Um, you know, I can't think how. Um, uh, totally unrelated. Uh, JFK assassination, um, which happened a long, long while ago. Uh, a lot of documents have been released now um, about the inquiry that went on afterwards. And it turned out that uh, Lee Harvey Oswald, who was the, the gunman, 
uh, whether you believe that or not doesn't really matter. That's what they're still saying, even in other documents. Uh, he was being watched by the FBI before he actually shot the president. And that opens up a whole new can of worms. So he, he didn't get trialled um, because he was assassinated himself a couple of days later in a corridor full of lots of men in suits looking like gangsters, and one of them was, and shot him. And I think he got killed, the guy who shot Lee Harvey Oswald, I think he got killed as well at some point, uh, before he got to trial. So, the conspiracy theories have been going on forever, like, you know, there was a, a gunman on the uh, on the uh, grassy knoll and all that kind of thing, and even TV shows, comedy shows like Red Dwarf have took the mickey out of it, and it turned out it was Rimmer and Co who were actually on the uh, on the grassy knoll, and they might have accidentally shot him or whatever. But the general consensus is that it was Lee Harvey Oswald on his own who, who shot him. Um, it's somewhat irrelevant whether it was or wasn't because you can't do anything to either of the people because they're both dead. Um, and there's no one else they could find ever who was involved with it. But then it turns out in one of these documents that it, Lee Harvey Oswald had actually gone to... Um, I don't think he'd gone to Russia. Or he might have gone to Russia. And he'd definitely gone to Cuba, and he was trying to get um, a way of getting back into or, or moving there. Um, and the date he'd given was after the assassination of JFK. Hi, Stuart. Hope you're good. But either way, uh, it's, it is intriguing. And uh, although I've not looked at any of the documents because I've been too busy watching Harry and, and Med Meghan, that's about the only thing they didn't show actually was Harry and Meghan. But anyway. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those, isn't it? Now, if you're a, a member of parliament for any parliament anywhere in the world, you'd think you know how the rules work, wouldn't you? You know, when you, if you're um, the leader of a party, you definitely think you know how the rules work. If you're the leader of the opposition, you've got to know how the rules work because you, you're there to criticise the person who's not the opposition about how to do things right. Oh no. No, 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 no. Oh, this is, um, I don't know what it is actually. Uh, Tetley, the blue one. I don't really like it, but it was cheaper than the Guinness. Um, I've I, I, I meant to write the guy's name now, I don't think I have. Da, 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 da. No. Anyway, it's the Aust it's the Australian uh, opposition leader. Sorry, not the uh, not the Irish. And he kept referring to the speaker, who was a female, as Mister Speaker. And she said at one point, "I'm just going to interrupt you. Um, you continue to call me Mister Speaker, and I've given it a long reign." You need to use my correct title and when you're referring to other members also. Uh, that is a very valid point, Madam Deputy Speaker. So you got that one right. Dutton said, that's his name anyway, I did it somewhere. Adding that he was sorry. So, he then carried on with his speech. But even after the exchange, he continued referring to Clayden, the Speaker, as Mr. through his speech using the wrong title at least 18 times in total. 18 times in total he used the wrong term for the female speaker. 
by referring to them as Mr. Speaker. How the hell did as he got into uh, politics and become the leader of the opposition of Australia when he doesn't understand the difference between male and female? It's worrying. Totally jobs the middle of crazy night ahead. Oh yeah, it's it's the best night I've ever had. <laughs> joking, joking. Um, I've not written about this, but this has been popping up on the news today. Oh well, yeah, it's it's uh, southern southern people, isn't it? Yeah, they come up with stuff. There was a concert uh, at the uh, O2 Arena, not the O2 Arena, <laughs> there he wishes, uh, the the O2 Academy in London, and apparently they'd done a, a couple of gigs here, and this was the last night, last night, and it got a bit rammed, and it looks like people have been selling false tickets, so many people were turning up with real tickets, many people were turning up with false tickets, fake tickets, and some people turned up with no tickets whatsoever. So it got really, really tight and congested around the rather small entrance of the venue. And sadly, um, there was a crush. And at least two people are critically ill in hospital now. Ill? Ill in hospital now. After the event. The concert was cancelled. Um, and people sent it home. And you like, how could something like that happen at a venue that's been there for so many, many years. What went wrong? They've obviously had big bands there. I mean, this guy was who was there last night, and I'll be honest, I've never even heard of them. Uh, some kind of rapper, I suppose, so it's not really my kind of, uh, my kind of ting. But uh, you, you've got to think that a venue, why, why are we having people crushed in the United Kingdom at a venue that's been there for, what, 40, 50 years? It doesn't, it, there's something very, very wrong there. And they need to look into it because hopefully everyone will make a full recovery, but we don't know. And uh, yeah, it's not good. It's not good at all. Anyway, it's all been a bit morbid and a bit meh uh, today, I'll be honest with you. Um, so I'm going to, uh, before we go to Meanwhile in America, because everyone likes the Meanwhile. I'll be honest though, it's not much fun either this week. It's all a bit near. Uh, I thought we'd have a bit of a, a bit of um, a laugh at uh, what's been going on. For example, uh, Cornwall Live um, have come up with. Oh, hang on, click on that. Have come up with this. Um, a bus company said it had to cancel the service due to operational difficulties. Go Cornwall said uh, so in a tweet about the route, but didn't say exactly what the difficulties were. We reckon we figured it out. dum de dum de dum Can you guess what it is yet? That's right. It's a Go Cornwall bus that's doing an impression of a container carrier in the Suez Canal. <laughs> uh yeah, own it. If you if you if you've uh, if you if you mess it up, own it. That's what I always say. Although I never do because I never mess things up. Because I I's genii, I is genii, genii. I don't. Oh, there we go. 
Uh, but yeah, absolutely, you couldn't write it, could you? You couldn't write it. Um, it's historical. Uh, Cornwall Live will give you that one. Uh, and then, there's also as well, I hope this is a funny one now, I'm going to feel bad if it isn't. Um, what's that one? That one. Manchester Evening News. Well, oh yeah, a worker locked up the shop and trapped customers inside after seeing police patrolling the area. So this is in, um, well, basically Cheatham Hill in Manchester, and uh, it's basically where they sell a lot of knockoff T-shirts and whatever, all the brand names you can get. You can get handbag shoes, um, all that kind of stuff. And uh, I've been there a couple of times, and um, I, I went in one of the shops, and it was it was like a fairly normal clothes shop. There were stuff hung up and everything, and the guy came over and he said, uh, "You have to good stuff." And I went, uh, yeah, yeah, I said, it's all right. I went, oh, no, no, come here. So it's back in the shop, and it's basically, imagine a terrace living room, terrace terrace living room, so about that size, tiny. He pushes the wall where the clothes are, door opens up, and there's this massive warehouse at the back, full of boxes of clothes. He goes, you go, you have a look. You, you find good stuff. And then pull the door behind me. So I'm now in this room, on my own, like, where the hell am I? What's going on? Um... So I then start looking at the clothes, and they're obviously knockoff. And I'm like, well, what do I do? I have to buy something, otherwise they might not let me out. So I ended up buying two T-shirts. <laughs> and I went and kind of tapped on the door again, and he opened it. And he went, oh, good, yeah? And I went, yeah, yeah. He said, what do you choose? And I showed him, and ah, very good quality. Come here, we, we do pay. So I give him the money, and, and then I immediately got my car and drove off. <laughs> I was breaking it. But anyway... Uh, the police go there all the time. They're always um, uh, knocking on uh, doors and, and going through these weird walls and everything. But apparently one shopkeeper panicked that much that he literally locked 30 customers in his shop and legged it. Um, you, you couldn't make it up, but there you go. It's what happened. Um, and then this, which I don't think is funny really, but let's have a look. Oh, right, there we go. Uh, a year in review, 2022... Globally, people are experiencing inflation at levels not seen for decades as prices surge for essentials like food, heating, transport and accommodation. And through peak, uh, although peak could be in sight, the effects may yet get worse. So yeah, everyone's whinging in the morning about the British economy and all this kind of stuff. And they're like, no, it's everywhere in the world. doesn't matter where you are. Everyone in the world is going on about it. And it will get mentioned again when we do. Meanwhile in America. La, 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 la. America. La, la, America. I don't know if I've got a little bit dark on there then, I do apologise. I didn't mean to go dark then, that was a, that was a bit, that was a bit like, whoa, whoa, what are you doing man, what are you doing? So yeah, meanwhile in America, if you're new to this, this is what we do. Uh, we, we look at the British world news, um, and then we look at how the Americans interpret the world, and America. And the good news is, as far as I can make out this week, what I can remember, there are no gun shootings of children I think it's very rare I can say that because I always say to America America wake the cup anyway let's get this sorted out dun, 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 dun. 
Meanwhile, in America, <laughs> oh, it's so cute. It's so cute, but it's like, yeah. Um, California girl named Madeline gets first ever license to own a unicorn. A little girl from California had a fantasy come true, well, nearly, when she was granted an official license to own a unicorn. That is, if she can find one. The big dreamer, only identified as Madeline, wrote in the County of Los Angeles Department of Animal Care and Control last month asking for approval to call one of the mythical creatures to her very own... Uh, to call one of the mythical creatures her very own. Uh, <laughs> I think it's sweet. And um, I, 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 I don't know. There's nothing wrong in that, is there? I mean, if, if unicorns do exist, they might be a little bit naffed off that we've just granted a license for someone to keep one. But, I mean, other than that, I think we're going to be all right. Uh, I've been going on about this on and off for a while. And it's still going on in America. And I've, I've never come to the bottom of why. A baby formula shortage to persist through to spring, at least, in 2023. And nearly one year has passed since the baby formula shortage began, impacting America's kids and parents. And the issue may not end this year. A new report by... Uh, Beckett's uh, has said there we go um, Reckitt Beckett Beckinsale, yeah, okay uh, the maker of Enfamal indicates shortages are expected to persist until at least the spring of 2023 um, a, a Louisiana mother of four said um, that feeding your eight month old is very very difficult when she can't get the uh, the baby formula to do it well, really who knew? If you can't get something, you can't use it. Uh, oh, here we go. George Floyd and the murder of him. Uh, because that's what it was, let's be honest. I'm putting sugar coating it. Uh, a former mini lap, mini, mini lap, if I think about it, I can't say it. Um, who kneeled on George Floyd's back gets a three and a half year sentence. He should have got longer. Because he's on the back of Lloyd, that means that Lloyd can't get up. Yet he's not stopping his mate from having his knee on the neck of said Lloyd. Uh, Lloyd. And, and same with the guy who's shouting at the people filming it, the other cop. He should get the same. They should all get the same. Because surely if one of them is a murderer and the others have done nothing to stop it, then they're all murderers. Isn't that how it works? Anyway, uh, the former Minneapolis police officer who kneeled on George Floyd's back while another officer kneeled on the black man's neck was sentenced to three and a half years in prison. Uh, he pleaded guilty in October to a state, court, a state count of aiding and abetting second degree manslaughter. In exchange, a charge of aiding and abetting murder was dropped. No. No. He basically has got away with it. Um... Yeah, fuming. Uh, a van was swept away trying to cross raging floodwaters. I've seen the video of this. Uh, turn around, don't drown. No, it was, turn around, bright eyes. Turn around, turn around. Turn around, bright eyes. Um, no, sorry, I was, I was channeling someone who isn't even dead yet. Anyway, um... <laughs> You hear that, re 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 
relentless, re relentlessly from National Weather Service officials when heavy rains and floodings are forecast. And driver didn't heed these warnings due to a thunderstorm in Tennessee on Wednesday, illustrated uh, exactly what happens when you don't heed the warning. The driver had been doing renovations at a home, the national suburb of Spring Hill, and was attempting to head to his home. He's in a van, a van, which is a big flat-sided vehicle, much bigger than a car, and flat-sided and high, and he drives across a overflowing, flooded river and thinks he can make it. Floats off down the, down the uh, river. He's fine. The van isn't, but he's fine. Um, but yeah, this is what I see when I look in the mirror every morning. Um, never before seen fish found more than three miles under the sea. That's probably why they've never been seen before. They're three miles down. It's very difficult to get down there when you hold your breath. Or even if you have a one of them container things with oxygen in it, because it would just get crushed before you're like half a mile down. So no wonder we haven't seen these things before. Scientists. Scientists down under went to new depths to see a world never before explored with the human eyes. Australian researchers searched deeper than scuba divers and submarines could go. Cameras explored the frigid sea bottom under enormous pressure, down to 3.6 miles under the surface. And look what they found. There are wonderful things that live in the twilight zone, with bioluminescence, uh, big lights and big teeth. Yeah. There's bound to be. Looks like my sister. Uh, I am Matt Francis. It looks like me in the morning. I must admit that top picture in particular. Um, that looks very much like me in the morning. Apart I don't have blue eyes. But other than that, yeah, that's uh, before I've had a shave. But yeah, of course there's going to be these creatures down there. We've never been down there before. You can't say we've never seen them before. Obviously we've never seen them. That's not the story. The story is we've, we, we can see them for the first time. Not we've never seen them before. Uh, fruiting, feuding, fruiting, feuding Prince William um, and Harry have swapped Christmas presents. Ah, oh, that's nice. But no, not for each other. The deepening feud between the Britain royal brothers, Prince William and Harry, uh, amid outrage over the Duke and Duchess's Sussex's new Netflix docu-series. No, it's the um, Meghan and Harry show. It's not a docu-series. It's not a documentary. It's the Meghan and Harry show. But like I said earlier on, I'm kind of warming to them a little bit. Uh, won't mean fewer goodies under the Christmas tree for their nieces and nephews, though. Despite the frosty lack of holiday cheer amongst the adults, Harry and wife Meghan Markle have dispatched gifts to the Prince of Wales children, George 9, Charlotte 7, and the one that everyone forgets, who's younger than that, and it actually ran out of the page, and I can't remember who she is, so it doesn't matter her him. Oh, Louis! Little Louis! How can I forget Louis? Louis, he's the one who was doing that with the aeroplanes. Which, to be fair, I think Harry did at one point as well. Mind you, we were flying him at the time, nearly crashed. Uh, Prince Harry claims Palace was happy to lie for Prince William. The Royal's new book is already half price in WH Smiths. Doesn't surprise me. Prince Harry has blasted the Palace's double standards, handling the, pre uh, handling the press of Prince William, saying they were happy to lie to protect his brother, but were never willing to tell the truth to protect him and Mar uh, Meghan Markle. Duke of Sussex made the shocking claims on a new trailer for the couple's Netflix. I've watched it all now, and there's nothing in there that's even remotely interesting. Um, it's it's two brothers 
one of whom's decided he's had enough of living in the family. He wants to move out. He wants to do his own thing. Other brothers got angry with him. They've had a row. I mean, come on, name any other family that that's never happened in. Uh, it's it's like the world's non non news. A Qatari journalist dies suddenly at the World Cup shortly after another death. A Qatari photographer has dialed while died dialed while covering the World Cup. The second journalist to lose his life at the global event following the influential USS soccer writer Grant Wall's death. Um, a photojournalist for the local sports owl outlet. Al Class TV died on Saturday. I mean, I, I criticised the guy who's running the World Cup um, for saying when they pointed out that two migrant workers had died during the World Cup, that death is a natural part of life, and you know, talk about something else. Why you keep talking about this? But it does turn out that the first guy passed away from a brain embolism. Embolism, um, and this guy may have had a heart attack. We don't know yet. Um, and yes, sadly, people do die. I'm not saying that it's got anything to do with Qatari at all. I, I, I dare say it hasn't. Natural causes generally don't. Um, but it doesn't give them excuse to use that as an excuse for when people do die who shouldn't be dying, like all the migrants who built the bloody stadiums that are probably never going to be used again now. Uh, they'll probably go back in about five years' time and they'll be converted into office blocks or they'll be, they won't even be there. There will be a, a big massive hotel there called the, whatever the, 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 the um, circuit, uh, the circuit, the, the stadium was called. It's just like that. Uh, US set to announce major fusion energy breakthroughs. Uh, report, well, we've already discussed that. I've even discussed how nuclear fusion works, which impressed me. Ex-Banksy Agents Art Gallery was raided by the cops to save an ailing woman who turned out to be a statue. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just a statue. It's all right, we'll leave it. I don't suppose they could probably say that. Um, cops in London broke into the art gallery of Banksy's former agent when they mistook a hyper-realistic statue inside for an unconscious woman. Police rushed to Las Emporium on November the 25th after a person called and said someone inside appeared to be suffering a medical emergency. The person turned out to be a quite an expensive sculpture. So if you want to buy it, well, you probably can't. Meanwhile, Putin counsels annual briefing as suspicions grow he is sick and or running from the war. Russian President Vladimir Putin, everyone's favourite, will not hold his annual year-end press conference for the first time in a decade, prompting speculation that the Russian leader is sick or running scared from answering questions about Ukraine as the war enters its 10th month. As for the big press conference, yes, it won't happen before New Year, Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov told reporters on Monday. So it, he's, he's not cancelled it, he's postponed it. Then if he's not well, I mean, I don't like the guy, but if you're not well... You're not well. So, uh, again, it's not really a... It's a non-news news story. No, it's, it's real news. <laughs> Kanye West is watching Groups 2022 
uh, Watchdog Group's 2022 Anti-Semite of the Year. His first award. Which brings me to a, a thing. I'm thinking of doing, like, Hero of the Year and Villain of the Year on my What a Year That Was. So any nominations would be uh, gratefully received. Um, I mean, we're obviously, we've just had two perfect nominees. Um, Kanye West uh, was bound to, uh, see what they did there, win this notorious award. The disgraced recording artist who goes by the name Yi on Sunday was named 2022's Anti-Semite of the Year by the group Stop Anti-Semitism. Anti <laughs> yeah. anti um, West, who's 45, notched up the dubious dishonour for relentless barrage of threats of violence, hateful conduct and hate speech against Jewish people. Um, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. But the only thing he's going to get this year, isn't it? Um, next up, ex-con packing two guns among armed New York City fair beaters busted in the past week. Now remember I said a couple of weeks ago that they were putting armed officers and armed guards onto the subways to stop people um, actually jumping over the barriers. Well, they caught a guy this week. Um, they, they, they've copped... They've, New York Police Department cops busted four subway fare beaters in the past week. Four in the whole city, really? Um, each of them, including an ex-con, was packing two loaded pistols. Oh, OK, then. Police sources said on Monday... Um, one of the guys had only been out of state prison for just four months. And he was arrested on Tuesday after getting into a scuffle with transit cops at the Broadway and East New York subway. Why would you go to America now? I mean, seriously, the number of people are getting shot stood on street corners uh, from just stray bullets. It's like the Wild West at the minute. He just wouldn't want to go. America, wake the cop. Just say. Uh, Philadelphia is forced to remove a box that hid the Columbus statue since the BL BLM protests. Uh, Philadelphia has been forced to uncover a statue of Christopher Columbus that had been hidden under a giant box since the height of the racial uh, justice protests more than two years ago. The statue in Macaroni Plaza has been covered since June 2020. Ma oh, Marconi. Marconi, not Macaroni. Uh, when Progressive Mayor Jim Kenney announced plans to completely remove its uh, as its protesters took to the streets after George Floyd's murder. But on Friday night, a judge ordered it to be um, uncovered again and left there. And it should be left there. There's nothing you can do to um, Christopher Columbus that's going to affect him in any way, shape or form. The other thing you can do is remind people of how they got there in the first place. And that was by slave uh, trade. And these are the people who brought people here. And these are the people who made America what it is. But they did it on the backs of our forefathers, or your forefathers, obviously. Um, and have a, another statue or something next to it, or have maybe have some a statue next to it of slaves, um, just to, you know, pull or offset what's going on. But taking a statue down of someone who's been dead for hundreds of years doesn't solve anything. It's just hiding what has gone on in the past. And like I've always said, people will look at stuff today that we've done in 200 years time and say oh my god that was sick and disgusting how could people do that to each other um, I mean obviously war and everything we've always thought that but I mean there'll be stuff that we do that we think is perfectly normal that will be frowned upon um, you know I mean they'll probably be like 
God, how did people back then just have sex using their bodies and nothing else or whatever? Um, it, it's just how the world goes on. We move on, not necessarily rightly, but in this case, yes, rightly. We don't do slavery anymore. Or if we do, we try and start it. Uh, reminds me of the man on the ghost film, something like Not In My Carriage. Yeah, there is that bit as well. Um, to be fair, I had to chop his head off because there was some writing above it, uh, which was basically my phone. So that's why they always, the heads are chopped off a little bit. Congress set to push back government shutdown deadline next week. Now, this is one reason why Keith Starmer is such a tosspot. Because last week, as we discussed, he was on about getting rid of the House of Lords and having an elected um, second chamber, which is complete bull. Because if it's done at the same time as a general election, that means whoever wins the general election is more than likely to win the House of Lords. So that means that there's nothing to stop them doing anything. So they can literally steamroll everything that they want and there's no one there to object because there's no one in the House of Lords that are going to say no to them because they've got the majority there. They've got the majority in the House of Commons. They can do what they want. Vice versa, if it's every two years, then whoever gets in and gets power usually does badly at the middle elections or by-elections or even local elections because whoever's in charge is always messing it up. doesn't matter who they are. We've, we've had it with Labour, we've had it Conservatives, we've had it with Lib Dems, we've had it with everyone. Whoever's in, whoever's in government is doing it wrong. So everyone does a protest vote. So what would happen then is the House of Lords would then be voted for against whoever's in government. So at the moment, that would make that a, a, a Labour uh, um, um, majority in the House of Lords. Which means anything that the Tories wanted to do, Labour would stop because it's a Tory thing that they're trying to do. So that wouldn't work either. The only way of doing it is to have um, people in there who are not elected but have been specially selected for their knowledge, expertise in various different walks of life. People who've proved themselves, not people who've just inherited a knighthood or inherited a lordship or whatever. That's complete tosh. You don't know what you, you know. You, you live in a big mansion in the middle of a 500-acre estate. What do you know about a food bank? Or what do you know about working in a factory? Or what do you know about catching a bus? You, you just don't. So they should not be there. But um, there should be a select number of people in the House of Lords who have been chosen for the right reasons, who are not necessarily politically motivated either, i.e., you know, they're not like massive Labour supporters or Conservative reporters, uh, supporters. They haven't bought their peerages. Uh, they are chosen, uh, and it is an honour to be chosen, blah, blah, blah. This is, the pro this is why, because in America, the ball voted for. And at the moment, Congress is... Um, the House of Senate... All right, I got it. The House of Senate and the Congress are opposing parties. So if one wants to do something, the other won't let it. And it doesn't matter which way around it is, it's always been like this. But that includes paying the federal workers, the people who work for the police, the people who work for the, um, the, the fire brigades, the people who work for uh, national parks, and, and, you know, that kind of thing, public workers. And they stop the budget. And they've done it many times in the last 25, 30 years. And they stop the budget. And people don't get paid. But they're still working. But they're not getting paid because they won't agree to pay them because oh it's the democrats who want to pay them and we're republicans we don't want to pay them but if it was republicans the democrats don't want to pay it. and it's just it, it 
just makes no sense. Anyway, they're heading towards that at the moment, but hopefully um, it will sort itself out. I'll be back. Oh no, it's I thought I thought it was a Terminator. It's not. It's worse. It's Biden. Uh, Biden snaps over effing age talks as he mulls re-election run. Hmm. Uh, age is nothing but a bleeping number, according to President Biden. Uh, yeah, well, obviously it is. It just gets higher and higher and higher, and you're less likely to be able to count to it. That's the problem. Uh, the oldest ever commander-in-chief, who turned 80 last month, has vented to allies about how much the topic is discussed in the media as to his he, as, as to his size, I thought it said, as he sizes up a bid for a second term in 2024. Uh, you think I don't know how old I am? An exasperated Biden said. <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, I think that's that's fair play. And you're only as old as you feel, aren't you? I mean, I you know I thought by the time I was forty, um, I'd be extremely overweight, extremely bald. Yes, I know I'm overweight. I know I'm balding. Um, wearing a cardigan, smoking a pipe, sat in a chair watching telly, and I'm way past forty now. And I can still run up the stairs two at a time. Not this week necessarily, because I've been ill. But I can still run up the stairs two at a time. I can still walk faster than most people I, I know who were like in the, the 20s or whatever. Obviously, I can walk faster than my grandson because he's only four. But, um, you know, my counterparts. Um, and it just seems bonkers that, you know, people will throw an age at you. You know, you are only as old as you feel. And, you know, God knows, like, anything could happen. But I'd sooner be feeling young and being old than feeling old and being young. Anyway, New Yorkers grapple with 24% increase in breakfast ingredients. One thing I've noticed. I had two double sausage egg uh, McMuffins today. They only cost me six quid for two. I'm like, what the... Uh, everything's going up. Uh, but in, uh, in New York... Uh, they're really, really upset that 24% increase in breakfast ingredients. You can't make an omelette without breaking the bank. Let's see what they did there. I do love the New York Post for coming out with these quips. Um, the most important meal of the day has become one of the most expensive, as prices for normal breakfast items such as eggs, butter, milk, coffee and bacon have soared to a combined 24% over the costs last year, according to new government data. The breakfast price bulge is making it hard for New Yorkers to feel the effect of a small decrease in inflation announced on Tuesday. We had a small uh, decrease of inflation announced today as well. We're not going to notice it, but you know, it's there. Um, yeah, everything's going up around the world. It doesn't matter what government you are. It doesn't matter. Even even the communist countries are having problems. Uh, I mean, look at Peru. I know they're not communist, but you know they've, they've had a, a, an overthrow of the government recently. Um, you've got protests in various different countries around the world, including China. Um, everyone is struggling at the moment. But if we tell the RCN that uh, New Yorkers' breakfasts have gone up by 24%, they'll want a 30% pay rise. Well, 29%. I was being a bit cruel then to apologise to the RCN. Uh, DeSantis wants a grand jury probe into COVID vaccine wrongdoing. And you're like, What? Uh, Florida governor, oh right, okay then, so an idiot, uh, uh, Ron DeSantis, uh, said on Tuesday that he would ask the Sunshine State Supreme Court to convene a grand jury to investigate 
any and all wrongdoing involving the use of COVID-19 vaccines in Florida. It is illegal to mislead and misrepresent, especially when you are talking about the efficiency of a drug, the newly re-elected governor said during the roundtable meeting with uh, Surgeon General Joseph Lanapol and a number of other dignitaries. Right, so what did they say about the COVID vaccine that hasn't been right? Uh, they said you need more than one. They said it wouldn't cure COVID. They said it wouldn't stop you catching COVID. Um, they said it would reduce your risk of being hospitalised and it would reduce your risk of dying, but it wouldn't stop them. So what have they lied about? Unless in America they've, they've said something like it'll turn you into Superman and your gentleman's area will grow up another extra two inches for each one you have. In which case I'd have been injected. I tell you, I could do it two inches. Um, meanwhile, in Ukraine, uh, the USA is prepping to send Patriot missiles defence system to Ukraine. Now, I think they need this now because of, like I said before, these drones that are coming in from Iran. And they're not coming from Iran, but they've been brought, bought from Iran and then they've been fired into Ukraine from Russia land. Uh, the US is finalising plans to send Ukraine Patriot missile defence system that in what would be Washington's biggest contribution yet to Kiev's air defence against Russia, according to CNN. Under a regular barrage of Moscow missiles and drone strikes, Ukraine has been asking the US to send the advanced long-range air defence system to protect the skies above the country. We should send them everything. And if you remember a few months ago, one of their guys said, send us stuff that you're developing. We'll test it for you in real situations. Rather than testing it on military grounds, we'll test it. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But at least you know it doesn't work. And if it does work, we've got weapons that we can you know, fight back with. So, yeah, give them patriots. Give them all your patriots. Well, maybe not all of them. Now, this guy, I've never heard of him till this week. Um, Bankman Fried? I mean, what, what kind of name is that? Uh, allegedly had a group chat with FTX Inner Circle called Wire Fraud. Now, this guy, who looks like he's escaped from somewhere that he shouldn't have escaped from, and you can take that however you want, because it, there could be many places he should be, just by looking at him. Um, he's been... He once had a private chat group with his Inner Circle of the when he was the FTX boss, um, named Wire Fraud. The then held crypto billionaire, oh, there you go, uh, used the dubious name for a group chat on Signal along with FTX co-founder Zaxio Gary Wang and uh, engineer Nasheed Singh. Oh, someone with a normal name. Um, another a Wire Fraud user was allegedly uh, Bankman Freed's ex. I mean, why is... Why, what, never trust anyone with a really bad haircut to run a business. Never trust anyone with curly hair to run a business. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Ukrainian forces damaged key bridge near annexed region. Uh, Ukraine has reportedly damaged a key bridge outside an occupied city that has been used as a supply route by Russian forces. Uh, the bridge over the Mokhy Mokhina River 
uh, connecting the city of Metropole to a nearby village was partially blown up on Monday, with the blast causing the crossing's concrete supports to crumble and its span to buckle. Um, the bridge is said to be currently unusable for heavy military transport. I don't think that's a funny story. It's a very sad story. Meanwhile, Sam Bacon Fried. Who is he? Who is he? Oh, sorry. I was channeling a Big Brother contestant, Nicola, then. I do apologise. Who is he? Um, fallen FTX mogul Sam Bittenfried appeared in court in the Bahamas on Tuesday after he signalled he planned to fight extradition to the USC, uh, US where he faces a slew of federal charges including fraud, making legal campaign contributions. The 30-year-old accused uh, crypto crook appeared relaxed and wearing a blue shirt and a heavily guarded court in the capital Nassau. Nassau. Did Nassau get destroyed at some point? I can't remember. Anyway, back to our favourite president. Uh, Biden falsely says, Biden says something incorrect, surely not. Oh yeah, hang on a minute. Uh, Biden falsely said that he uh, cut national debit by $1.7 trillion, which is impressive. But he actually increased it by $3.7 trillion. Oh. Um, President Biden wrongly claimed on Tuesday that he lowered the national debt by that amount, when in fact the debt grew by nearly 3.7 trillion during the, his first 23 months in office. Um, Biden made the error while using the term deficit and debit in interchangeably during remarks touting the slight decline in the annual inflation rate to 7.1% in November. So, oh, it must be good to have someone as level-headed. And, mind you, it's still not Donald Trump, so no matter what. Uh, uh, Biden hails 7.1% inflation, warns prices going to take time to go down. That's the thing with inflation, isn't it? Things go up, but they never go down. But that's because wage rises are going up. So what's the point of dropping things when people can afford them? But that means if people can afford them, they're going to buy them at that price, which means people who can't afford it are going to get poorer. Stop asking for stupid wage rises world. Um, President Biden celebrated a slight decline in the rate of annual inflation to 7.1%, while warning a return to normal rates around 2% was going to be take some time, and there may be setbacks along the way. Biden spoke after new data showed uh, annual price increase cooled in November, continuing a gradual deceleration from a peak of 9.1% in June, while staying much higher than uh, it has been for many, many years. So yeah, Biden's happy. Oh, for God's sake... Sam Bankman Fried hit with eight criminal charges, including campaign donation violations. Um, the charges include allegations that the Democratic darling broke campaign finance laws with big money donations. The eight count indictment from the US Attorney from the Southern District was unsealed on Tuesday, just hours after the fallen FTX mongol was also charged by the SC, uh, e, and, no, SEC and awaited court appearance in the Bahamas. So they'll be going backwards here, but it doesn't matter. Because I still don't know who he is, and I still don't really care, I'll be honest. The Cambridge Directory changes definition of man and woman. Walk. What's going on here? Cambridge Directory, Dictionary, even, is being criticised by Conservatives on social media for altering the definitions of the word man and woman to include people who identify as 
gender other than their biological sex. The definition of a woman, which previously represented the long-standing view on sex, now states that a woman is an adult who lives and identifies as female, though they may have been said to be different sex prior to the statement they're making. What? So yeah, don't buy a dictionary if it's just got the word Cambridge written on it because you won't understand anything that's going on because it's, it's woke-tastic. K-pop supergroup member begins military duty at frontline boot camp. Oh? Uh, him? Uh, oh no, that's not him. That's where he is in South Korea. Uh, Yin, the oldest member of K-pop supergroup BTS. Now I have heard of BTS. I have. It was mentioned uh, today on the chase. I used to on the chase. Um, began his 18-month mandatory military service at Frontline South Korean Boot Camp on Tuesday as fans gather near the base to say their goodbye to their star. Six other younger BTS members are to join the military in coming years, one after another, meaning that the world's biggest boy band must take a hiatus, likely for a few years. Oh, God, no. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, it was bad enough. Would say that split up. And when Elvis joined the army as well. Oh my god. And BTS. Oh, hang on a minute. Oh, I couldn't care less. Florida retailer finds trespassing couple having <clears throat> in a pool in a for sale house. A Florida retailer was stunned to find a nude couple romping in the pool of a property she was preparing to show to a client. A police said the Polk, P-O-L-K, County Sheriff's Office, you couldn't write this up, you couldn't, uh, Polk, 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 couldn't, you couldn't, uh, you, you couldn't make this up, reported the startling agent pulled up at the empty house in Devonport and saw a mysterious car in the driveway around 9.45am. Knowing that no one was authorised to be on the property, the suspicious broker called 911. When the police arrived, they went round the bike and they found the couple frolicking completely naked in the pool. And why wouldn't you? I mean, why would you? But why wouldn't you? A sheriff threatens outgoing Arizona governor, Doug Ducey, with arrest over the border wall. Arizona's outgoing Republican governor, uh, governor Doug Ducey, is pushing ahead with building a wall made out of shipping containers along with the state's borders with Mexico, even as the local authorities threaten to arrest him. Uh, he began erecting, well, he, I think he ordered the erection of um, these double-stacked shipping containers along the border in Myanmar in the summer this year um, to fill the crossing points popular with illegal immigrants. So, <laughs> and he's following President uh, Trump's uh, maps where he wrote, where he, he, he marks on where the danger points were, where people are crossing. So he's not making a solid wall, he's just put it in the bits where Trump said people crossed because if you put something across a bit where people are going to cross well they won't be able to cross will they well not there anyway they just walk around it White House rips disgusting Elon Musk for prosecute Fossey tweet I was like what uh, see Musk is becoming a bit of a idiot as well, isn't he? I said becoming. We're noticing more that he's an idiot. 
White House Press Secretary um, has slammed the Twitter CEO, Elon Musk, on Monday for what she called his disgusting tweets, calling for uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci, Fauci? Fauci to be prosecuted for allegedly lying to Congress and potentially causing the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, yeah, brilliant. Elon Musk, you, you are right. That one man caused the entire pandemic. How do we not know? Thank God you're here. Oh, bring back Trump. Oh, God, Trump. Voters have lowest opinion of Donald Trump since 2015, poll shows. Oh, well, that's all right then. Uh, former President Donald Trump's favourability ratings have plummeted to its lowest point in seven years as he embarks on his 2024 White House run, according to a poll released on Wednesday. The Quinnipiac University survey found that only 31% of registered voters have a favourable view on the 76-year-old former Commander-in-Chief, with 59% viewing him unfavourably, uh, which I think is quite low, actually. It should be higher than that, but mind you, you've got Biden instead, haven't you? So, yeah, it's not easy. Um, at least Biden's popular. Uh, majority of both parties don't want Biden or Trump in 2024. But, oh, OK, maybe not then. Um, yo, backwards, Jay. Hope you're good. Uh, out of the old is what voters in both parties are saying about the potential... Out with the old is what voters in both parties have said about the potential 2024 president matchup. According to New Poll, majority of registered voters in both the de Democratic and Republican parties don't want either President Biden or Donald Trump to be their 2024 party standard bearer, uh, a CNN poll has revealed. Well, it's CNN, so it's going to be honest, isn't it? It's a bit like the Daily Mail over here, CNN. This is a good idea. You know, they're, they're making old school buses redundant now, and they're they're making new, super safe school buses for kids to go in and school buses everywhere because there's that many distances to travel to school and everything. So they have these big yellow buses and they're all fabulous. But what do you do with the old ones? I'll tell you what you do. Not this. Prosecutors pump the brakes on converted school buses selling pot on New York City streets. That's right. They've been converted into uh, marijuana dens. Where the or stalls or shops, whatever you want to call them. Uh, now that's what you call a magic school bus, is the headline. Queen's prosecutors put the brakes on an illegal marijuana operation that was allegedly peddling Beach Boys Buds, a brand of weed, out of a multicoloured converter school bus. The Post has learned the bus, decked out in Jamaican Rastafarian colours of green, yellow and red, and still equipped with a traditional stop sign, was doing a roaring trade on Rockaway. I bet people were rocking away to it. But yeah, that's a brilliant idea. Let's use school buses to sell drugs. Even legal ones in America. Uh, talking of one extreme to the other, New Zealand have passed a law to stamp out smoking completely. Our old buses were a pace of BR class 142. Oh, they were, they were fantastic buses then. <laughs> Yeah, we had that. We've only got them re rid of them recently. Uh, if you don't know what we're on about, look it up. It's amazing. The British uh, railway network using buses. It's not even a lie. Uh, the Kiwis are going smoke-free. New Zealand passed leg legislation on Tuesday, banning the sale of cigarettes for future generations. Under the new law, New Zealanders born after January the first, two thousand nine, will be barred from ever purchasing tobacco products. The unique plan is to eradicate smoking from the Pacific Islands 
would then gradually raise the minimum age a person could legally buy tobacco every year, meaning that at 50 years' time, a person would have to be 63 years old to buy a pack of cigs. Um, it's... I love the bounce of the gangway. <laughs> I love the seats, the fact they were just like... Well, they were bus seats, weren't they? But you're on a train, which is going a little bit quicker. Um, but yeah, the... I think it's a, a brave idea, and I think it's a good idea, because the kids at the moment are only 13, um, which means technically they shouldn't be smoking anyway. I know a lot of people start smoking before 13, um, but the, the older they get, so by the time they're in the 20s, um, that means anyone under that age won't be able to smoke. By the time they're in the 30s, no one under 30 will be able to smoke. By the time they're in the 40s, under 40 will be able to smoke. And would it even be worth selling cigarettes to people just over the age of 40 in your, in your shop so you're going to reduce the amount of cigarettes you've got by the time they get to 50 no one under the age of 50 can buy cigarettes so i think it's a decent plan whether it's going to work or not or it just shoves it underground i don't know but yeah it's it's an interesting interesting idea and i think it should be tried everywhere now this was a success story but the problem is when ukraine has a success story putin spits his dummy out Moscow swarmed Kyiv with the suicide drones on Wednesday after weeks of smaller-scale strikes, but the Ukrainian Air Force reported all 13 of the Iranian-made drones were shot down. The explosive-laden craft fell to, uh, into the capital city's uh, central district with at least two governmental buildings sustaining damage, but no casualties were reported. Um, so you're like, yeah, well done. But then he sends 70 over today, doesn't he? Because... You know, he spat his dummy out, so he's gonna, he's gonna throw his dummy drones at you, because you've upset him, because he's not having his own way. Mm, what a shame. Uh, DJ Stephen, DJ Stephen uh, Twitch boss was dancing in the new four million dollar home days before suicide. Now this is a tragic case. I mean, we always say men should talk about the mental health, and you know I do indirectly. Um, but I, I try and talk to people about their mental health a lot uh, because just talking about it, just I mean, I know you're talking about it kind of releases things going on in your head and doesn't solve the problem, but it, it can ease the pressure on you. Um, so just days before Stephen Twitch boss, known as DGA, on the Ellen DeGeneres show, tragically took his own life, he was seen dancing and smiling throughout his California home. Um it's, it is sad that people feel that that is the only thing that they can do. And, you know, if you, if you see anyone who's normally happy and jolly and whatever and, and they just don't see themselves, ask them what's up, please. Right. From one extreme to the other. Uh, Manhattan Transport Authority are exploring pee detection technology to spot urine-soaked elevators. Um, it's the number one priority, apparently. A urine detection technology could be coming to the yellow-soaked elevators of the Big Apple's massive subway system, a top transport official said. We are actually going to be piloting a device that will alert um, when it smells something, but they're not telling us what the smell is. It will alert our cleaners about a potential lack of cleanliness in elevators. Now, that's lifts, isn't it? Um, I mean, I'm lucky I don't have a, the best sense of smell, so I've, I've been in very few lifts where I've gone, oh, that stinks. But I've never been in a lift where I thought, 
you know how desperate I am, I'm going to have a pee in a lift. Let's be honest, most lifts have cameras in now anyway. So, uh, yeah, it's not going to work, is it? Anyway, what you need is, you need like, I don't know, superpowers or something like that to be able to sniff out someone who's peeing and then just go and tie a knot in it or something. Oh, here we go, Donald Trump. Donald Trump teased a major announcement with superhero cartoon video. The uh, Donald to the rescue. The former president Donald Trump teased an upcoming announcement with a superhero themed video on Wednesday, baiting his true social followers with a promise of major announcement the following day. In the 15 second clip, the 76 year old Trump told viewers from America, uh, viewers that America needs a superhero. Fantastical uh, music blared as the screen cut away to an animation of the former president ripping his shirt open to show his chiselled body in a lycra top with a word letter T written on it. Anyway, what was the big announcement? That was it. He's made himself into a superhero uh, cartoon thing. Yeah, that's what we need, Donald. Biden demands sequential guilt on 10th anniversary of Sandy Hook Massacre. I cannot believe Sandy Hook Massacre is 10 years ago. Genuinely, I cannot get it in my head that that is 10 years ago. At the most, I'd say it was five years ago. Can't be ten years ago. I'd be, I'd, I'd be shocked saying it was. I know you've laid was a few months ago, but two or three years ago, ten years ago. Uh, President Biden said on Wednesday there should be a societal guilt on the tenth anniversary of the Sandy Hook Elementary School massacre for the failure of legislation to ban assault weapons. Twenty-six and twenty-seven-year-old, uh, no, twenty-six and and seven-year-old. What? 26 and 7 year old students and 6 staffers all right, were murdered at the school in Newtown on December the 14th 2012 the gunman uh, 20, uh, 20 year old uh, doesn't need his name killed his own mother and used uh, her own legally owned guns so I don't think that would necessarily they weren't his guns there is his mother's guns so I don't know how legislation would stop that because his mother probably was a sound mind. Uh, man shot black air, air, ugh, black air BNB guest because he thought he was a thief. What? A white California man has been charged with shooting a black Airbnb guest, a guest after his lawyers claimed he mistook the man for a thief who broke into his car days earlier. Well, they know what they say, don't they? Uh, Mark Henry Walters pleaded not guilty on Monday um, to the shooting of an unarmed 21-year-old victim in a quiet northern San Jose neighbourhood. Um, Walters initially bailed, bailed out of custody but was ordered back to jail uh, by the judge because he was showing no remorse whatsoever. So yeah, basically, he saw a black guy, thought, that's the guy who robbed my car. He was a guest in the same building they were in, and he shot him. Brilliant. Uh, Putin readies massive Yars nuclear missile capable of hitting USA and UK. Russian tyrant Vladimir Putin, spoiled dummy guy, uh, has reinserted his nuclear threat against the West by appearing to prepare a massive nuclear missile that is capable of hitting both the USA and UK uh, for combat use. Footage released on Wednesday shows the installation of a massive Russian Yars rocket into a silo at the Kolensk military compound in the Kaluga region of southwest of Moscow. 
I played a game that's called Kaluga. It was actually quite scary. Didn't have any missiles in it. Though. Don't think we need to worry. You're all right. Oregon Governor uh, Kate Brown commutes state's 17 death sentences. So there were 17 death sentences. She's commuted all of them. She's outgoing and she signed an order on Tuesday to commute the death sentences to all the inmates on death row, which means they will now be uh, life uh, with no chance of parole, uh, but no executions. And don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, I'll be honest. Um, what could possibly get worse for Elon Musk? Oh yeah, Twitter are not paying the rent on their San Francisco headquarters selling office equipment as Musk cuts costs. What is this guy on? He's bought for, what was it, $33 billion Twitter, and he's just running it into the ground. Twitter has been skipping rent payments on the San Francisco headquarters and putting up office supplies for auction under new CEO Elon Musk as the social media company looks to strengthen its financial position. Uh, Twitter hasn't paid rent on its San Francisco location or any of its global offices for weeks. Um, yeah. It's, it's scary. I mean, okay, you need these people who are a little bit, you know, a little bit uh, to invent things. But we don't need them kind of running the country. A real-life hamburglar wanted for snatching nuggets and burgers from New York City McDonald's. What? A real-life hamburglar is wanted by police for stealing more than two dozen nuggets and two double cheeseburgers from a Bronx McDonald's in Knife Point robbery last week. I mean, you've got to be desperate to use a knife to get your burgers, but when you do do, only to take two double cheeseburgers and two dozen nuggets seems a bit of a waste. The alleged thief threatens staffers inside the Mount Eden eatery with a knife before casually heading behind the counter and helping himself to the fast food at around 4.30pm. Um, yeah. Well, that's one way get them cheaper, but don't do it. It's wrong on multiple levels. The nuggets aren't the best, and you could have had two double quarter pounders with cheese. Um, oh, the fillet of fish. Oh, don't even get me started on the fillet. I feel, oh, hang on, I'm going to be sick. Ugh. Yeah, I've got a horrible taste of oh, fillet of fish. No, 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 no. Um, hey, Sam Beekman, Fried's family, called Bahamas Prison to request vegan meals for him. A disgraced crypto billionaire Sam Bankman's friends, uh, relatives reportedly called the rodent infestant Bahamas Prison where he's being held and asked if he could get vegan meals. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I know what the answer would be, and the second word would be off. Prince Harry uh, and Meghan Markle show accused of treason with latest royal attacks. That's bull. They're a family having a dispute and they're just doing it in public. Um, I've talked about it enough, I'll be honest. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say any more about that. Customer shot a KFC worker after being told St. Louis restaurant was out of corn. A customer shot and critically injured a worker at KFC in St. Louis over an attack of corn. Oh, over a lack of corn, sorry. 
The man was placing an order in the eatery's drive-thru uh, on Monday evening when employees informed him the restaurant was out of corn. Uh, the man grew enraged and threatened the employees over the drive-thru speaker box. Um, and then he drove round and shot one of the the workers there. Hopefully, will make a full recovery. And hopefully, the guy, when he ends up in, slammed inside, will get vegan food. That'll teach him. Musk vows legal action against teen who tracked his jet flights on Twitter. <laughs> Just really think this man couldn't be more insane. Elon Musk revealed on Wednesday night that he's taking legal action uh, against a teenager, <coughs> or against the teenager, who runs a since-suspended Twitter account tracking the billionaire's jet flights. The Twitter CEO made the announcement after implying the jet tracking account operated by Jack Sweeney, a University of Central Florida freshman, was to blame uh, for a Tuesday stalking incident when someone followed Musk's family. You don't need a Twitter feed to follow an aeroplane anywhere in the world. You can follow any aeroplane at any point that you want by just going onto the um, flight, air flight thing website. I've been on it a few times. Um, and you can actually select individual planes. Even if they're on the ground, you can still select them. So, yeah. Just grow up, Elon, please. And just sell Twitter to people who've had it. Just give it a. You've done a, you've done a, a list trust on it. So just give it back. Flight tracker. That's what I was looking for. Thank you. A suspicious Arizona driver was cited for carpooling with an inflatable Grinch. <laughs> Genius. Um, if you don't know what carpooling is, it's where you, you're allowed to drive in the equivalent of a bus lane in America as long as you've got someone in your your seat next to you so you're not driving on your own. So that means there's instead of using two cars, you're only using one car. And the idea is you, you pick up someone who you work with uh, from the house and then you're both driving together in one car. Uh, and cameras check that when you're in that lane, there are two people in the car. Well, this camera checked... And there was, well, it looked like a, it looks like a small child, I'll be honest, with that little hand and the little arm. Um, and an octopus thing, which I recognise because my grandkids have got them. And an inflatable Grinch. So technically, sharing the car with three people. Uh, but apparently, that's not, that doesn't count. There are people who've put mannequins in there before now. And uh, various other things to look like uh, people. But uh, that is, well, it's Christmas, isn't it? Why not? A Florida pastor, you know how much I trust religious people in America? <laughs> no. A Florida pastor and his son have been arrested for allegedly using church's COVID, COVID loan for a $3.7 million mansion. Well, that seems fair. He's a pastor after all. A Florida pastor and his son were arrested for allegedly fraudulently obtaining $8.4 million in COVID relief funds much of which went towards the purchase of a luxury mansion on Disney World property. Evan Edwards and his son Josh, the respected president and vice president of the so-called Aslan International Ministry, were taken into federal custody uh, from their posh home um, on Wednesday. 
and throw the book at them and everything else. You know, we have problems here with money that's gone array, uh, awry for uh, COVID and all that kind of thing. But uh, for a pastor and his son, uh, you know, you're you meant to be men of God. I mean, they're obviously not because God doesn't exist. But they take advantage of people who believe in all that nonsense and they feather their own, well, they, they don't even feather their own pockets. They build their own nest with the money that should be going to something more important. Yeah. Texas border checkpoint for smuggling of 50 migrants, uh, £3,000 of liquid meth uh, disguised as bleach. Uh, two separate incidents. It wasn't 50 migrants and £3,000 of liquid meth disguised. They weren't all disguised as bleach. They were, didn't dress them up in like massive bleach costumes or anything. Or they didn't liquidise them and said the bleach and then reconstitute them when you get over them. No. A migrant smuggling operation was thwarted with the help of X-ray technology at the Texan Border Patrol checkpoint earlier this month. Uh, you can see there or not, but you can see how the, they're actually squeezed in. Um, I mean, I don't know what the COVID status is in America and in uh, Mexico, but they're certainly not keeping the distances, are they? Um, and the meth was in litres of um, alleged bleach. Anyway, the feds are getting good at catching them now, so well done you. See, people are whinging about the NHS, and we got no staff, we got no money, blah, 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 blah. Uh, New York hospitals on brink with staffing shortages and financial woes. It's not just here, it's the entire world that's screwed. Open your eyes. New York hospitals are reeling as they still struggle to emerge from the coronavirus pandemic with half the facilities reporting they slashed or eliminated services because of staffing shortages, while two-thirds said they're operating on the red, a shocking new industry report reveals. 100% of hospitals report nursing shortages they cannot fill. Over 75% said the other key workers' positions also cannot be filled. They are struggling. It's not just here. It's everywhere. Yet people seem to think it's just in the UK. It doesn't matter who, what government's in, but where they are, everyone is struggling. Uh, oh, talking of which, <laughs> Peru's new government declares a police state amid protests. Uh, Peru's new government uh, declared a national emergency as it struggled to calm violent protest over President Pedro Callisto's ouster as suspending the rights of personal security and freedom across the Andean nation for 30 days. Acts of vandalism, violence and highway blockades as thousands of Peruvians are on the streets require a forceful and authoritative response from the government. The government that's just basically took over from the government that was already there. I'm not saying the government that was already there was doing a good job. I have no idea. But uh, there's ways of doing things and there's ways of not doing things. And they seem to have chose the way of not doing things. Elon Musk abruptly ditches... Well, what's going on? Oh, that's what's going on there. There we go. It's just moving on there. Uh, Elon Musk... Abruptly ditches, uh, uh, abruptly ditches Twitter voice chat when questioned by banned reporters. So this he's banned some reporters who've criticised his handling of the Twitter takeover. Um, who've published things about him, made vlogs about him, mentioned him uh, on um, YouTube channels and things like that. Elon Musk, you're a tosser. 
just saying. Um, he then had an open um, conversation with people on Twitter to prove that he's doing things right and everything. And the people who he's banned were still able to access it and interact with him. So he then basically cancelled the whole thing and walked off stage. <laughs> I told you, he's Liz Truss. That's what she, we haven't seen her for, since she uh, she got ousted. She's she's uh, she's dressing up as a man now and uh, living in America and having a, a right old time of it by the looks of things. Um, a huge aquarium bursts in Berlin. Now, I've only seen on the news today how big the aquarium was. And it was massive. Uh, and it had a lift going up inside it as well, which I think is quite smart. Um, it was a number of floors high. It had uh, a huge aquarium in the centre of Berlin, bust on Friday, causing a, 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 weave of a wave of devastation um, in and around the Sea Life tourist attraction, uh, German police said on Friday. Uh, glass and other debris were swept out of the buildings, which also contained a hotel and cafes as one million litres of water poured out of the 82 foot high aquarium shortly before 6am. Thankfully, it wasn't a very busy time. Berlin's fire rescue service said two people were slightly injured and rescue dogs were being prepared to search the building for anyone who might be trapped under the debris. Um, and a few thousand fish died as well. The good news is that the uh, bit down the street, the Suchet a restaurant has got uh, some new specials on today, so it's not all bad news. Elon Trust or Liz Musk? <laughs> oh God, that's just oh God, no 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 for hom, and for fun. Uh, Senate passes stopgap funding bill to prevent government shutdown. Hurrah! So the Senate finally agreed to agree to pay its workers while there's a cost of living crisis going on. Oh, thank God for that. Meanwhile, uh, Elon Truss. Um, it's oh, this is what yeah, this is what I was on about. Yeah, Twitter appeared to suspend the accounts of at least half a dozen journalists late on Thursday, including some who had been critical of Elon Musk and his forty-four billion dollar takeover of the social media platform. A number of accounts suspended belonged to the journalist who recently recovered uh, covered the dispute between Musk and Twitter. Um, so yeah, that was the. Going backwards here, aren't we? Never mind, doesn't matter. It makes no sense to my which way you go. Have you ever been on them things where you're in a cage, you're kind of strapped in, and you've got someone next to you, and you're in a ball, and there's two elastic bands on you, and they go twang, and people kind of go pass out, or people just laugh, or they throw up and it goes in the face, or it throw up and it goes into the mate's face, or whatever. Well, I can't imagine anything worse than this one where. I haven't got an image of it actually, but the one of the cables snapped when it was flying up, so it was left dangling at a really weird, awkward angle, um, and with two people inside it. Uh, and it was in the uh, UK as well, in London, uh, leaving two screaming teenage boys suspended in the hair. The, uh, the horrific ordeal unfolded at the Winter Wonderland attraction in Hyde Park on Wednesday night, where one of the bungee style cars supporting the rise steel cage appeared to uh, disconnect. Um, don't think the lads were too badly hurt but I can imagine um, there'd be a change of underwear required um, not only for them but for the families as well I would have thought <laughs> I 
I forgot about this one. Students are banned from taking photos of a trans teacher with Z-sized prosthetic breasts. So what have they done? They've took a picture of her. Uh, snapping shots of a school teacher's Z-sized breast implants is X-rated and penalised at Canadian High School. Students at Halton School District have been threatened with suspension for taking any photos or videos of Oakville Trafalgar High School teacher Kyla Lumix, who regularly seen at the school with a massive chest and blonde wig. Parents told the Toronto Sun, yet video circulating last week of the teacher walking around. Um, it's, it's like, yeah, you know, I'm, I know we said before about the male uh, women men thing and all that kind of stuff, but I've, as I've always said, you can choose to be who you want to be. And you can identify as who you want to be. What I don't agree with is forcing people to identify uh, and, and to fit into boxes. You don't have to fit in a box. The one thing I would say is male, female. But if you want to be transgender, that's fine. If you want to be gay, straight, bisexual, asexual. Um, all fine. If you want to be any religion you want, or like me, no religion whatsoever, atheist, that's fine as well. Just don't try and shove it down your throat. <laughs> who are misses? Ooh, who are misses? Um, but yeah. It's, um, I'm, I'm, you can't work in high school and have false bosoms and not expect attention. Now, I'm not sure whether they're implants or whether they're not implants, because I didn't, I didn't want to read any more than what I've read. Um, but again, that's the personal choice of the individual. Which again, I have no point. I have no problem with. But you can't then say, you can't do this, you can't do that, because you're obviously. I, I don't know. I don't know. Let's say there's no right or wrong answer, is the real, I suppose, if you think about it. But yeah, that's the cutest thing we're going to have this uh, week. There's no cute animals this week. Uh, these lawmakers probing FTX's collapse got donations from Sam Brinkman Fried and Cronies. So this company that's uh, Crypto Crook, alleged, accused Crypto Crook Sam Brookman feud and his FXX, FTX, FTX associates put nearly $95,000 in donations at at least 11 members of the House of Financial Services Committee ahead of the 2022 midterm elections. So basically all the people looking into the inquiry into whether or not this guy is a bad guy or a good guy have all... Uh, been given money by him. <laughs> Seems legit. Pelosi, uh, Pelosi, Pelosi, uh, tells what the hell? No, 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 no. There we go. Uh, Pelosi uh, tells a CNN reporter, "I don't think we should talk about Trump while eating." Donald Trump leaves a bad taste in the House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's mouth. The um, 82-year-old California Democrat did not hide her disdain for the 76-year-old former president during a lunch interview with CNN. I don't think we should talk about him while we're eating, Pelosi rebuked in the network's Jamie Gangle after, Gangle after the reporter asked, uh, what would it mean if Trump was to return to the White House? She replied, I don't think we should talk about him while we're eating. Fantastic. 
that is shoved down your throat even with the opposite side of the road. Yeah. To be fair, it looks like Nancy Pelosi is. He's, he's, uh, she, uh, she's just walked past the, at the table while they're eating the gadoosh. But uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, that is it for today. Uh, another mammoth one. I wasn't. Well, there was 104 items to get through, so I suppose it was going to take a while. I'm going to uh, leave my image though, my favourite image of the day. Uh, if you weren't here earlier on, a bus company said it had to cancel a service due to operational difficulties. Uh, and it also said that the route, uh, on, on a route, but didn't say exactly what the difficulties were. Uh, and then they've, they've took this picture and said, we reckon we've figured it out. It's one of their buses that's completely blocked the lane, obviously black ice or whatever. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to leave that as my image uh, of the uh, of the day because it basically is recreating the uh, the green oh green thing me Bobby shipping container in the Suez Canal um, green not green planet green earth green summer uh, yeah and it's just completely blocked the road which is hilarious I don't know how the hell they're going to get that out of there because that is a proper wedgie job they might have to get a crane and lift it up that's a pacer just stuck in the trees <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was trying to get back on the railway track again. <laughs> anyway, that's it. Uh, thank you very much for watching. Did you still on? Uh, we've had 35 viewers today. Uh, highest number of people watching at any one time was six. So let's say uh, thank you and good night to uh, Deno. Halix, uh, JT, and Rach, um, Any, Angelo Kane, Stuart Weir. Oh, uh, if you're still on, uh, any news on this shop? I'm just getting really fed up with the whole thing at the minute. Uh, it's bringing me down again. Uh, so, no. Uh, Matt Francis, uh, Backwoods J, uh, Matt Francis again. Uh, so yeah, thank you very much, and uh, Deno as well, obviously. I have to say you again, because you're still on. So thank you very much for watching. This is still. Uh, and all being well, I will see you again um, next week, for what a week that was. And if you have any ideas on uh, Hero or Villain of the Year, then uh, feel free to comment in the comments section um, of this said broadcast, or if it's a podcast, uh, I don't know how you can talk to me on a podcast, I'll be honest. Just have to join in on this and then talk to me. Yeah, follow the link in the podcast to the YouTube video and then you can comment in the comments of the YouTube video. There you go. It's easy for everyone. Anyway, thanks for watching. Indeed, you still are. And I'll see you all again next week for, and we'll see what a week that was. Until then, bye. So, uh, yeah, thanks a lot for listening. Uh, hopefully, we'll uh, be speaking again. Um, we will. Uh, someone's just typed in MP for Wigan is elder. Uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think I'll ever make an MP. I haven't got the money for it. So uh, yeah, yeah, you have to have a lot of money to become an MP. Uh, I think it's ten grand or something to uh, just to stand. So yeah. Anyway, thank you very much for watching. If indeed you still are, and I will see you all again. Uh, listening, uh, and I'll see you. I'll smell. Oh God. Yes, it's very slick. This production. This TV production, uh, radio production, podcast. It's the slickest thing you're ever going to hear.
well, while you're listening to this and not listening to anything else anyway. Uh, look after yourselves, and I'll, see, I'll speak to you again next time. God, bye.